All right, in an instant, an auto accident can put you in the worst financial position of your life. It's an absolute must. You got to hire the right lawyer. You're going to make sure that your insurance companies pay you what you are owed. Injury attorney David Feminini on his team, they are exactly who you need to call. They have been making insurance companies pay for over 30 years. They're going to help you with your case as well. David is ready to speak to you personally right now, 855-65-CRASH. That's 855-65-CRASH, or you simply go to the website, getdavidgetpaid.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Oh, it is a gala celebration today or gala, gala, I don't know how you say it. It's like vase and vase, who cares? It, 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 what a celebration, D- David. I, I don't, I don't know any other way to put it. But man, we are making history on this radio show. Rico Beard with us. This is so exciting. For the first time since I was one year old, Michigan State's program is absolute utter ass, and we are here to talk about it. Rico was surrender cobra in the crowd last night. An inexplicable, disgusting loss to Iowa. But it bears a. There's a question here. I want to have some fun, because Lord knows you don't have fun watching this team. You just picked the wrong week to go on vacation, buddy. Oh, I know. Why? They were, so, actually, they were actually fun. They yeah. beat Illinois. Wow. Top team. Mm-hmm. See, I watched that. See, you can't I was be here. happy. I would. No, no. I could be happy. Oh, you were here? Oh, yeah, yes. you were here. You know what okay. I'm not happy with? The fourth year of at least 10 losses and probably 13. So here's my question. I think I've arrived at Ken Holland. I've arrived at Red Wings' Kenny Holland the late years. That's what Michigan State basketball is. The only thing they live for is this ridiculous marker of what I deem to be mediocrity. Making the tourney. Wow. You made the same tournament that 70 other people made. Wow, a Zeppelin. Oh, be careful what you wish for. What, like MSU is going to become DePaul? Pipe down. The whole idea is when the Red Wings had their stupid streak, I think it affected them. It affected the decisions they did and did not make. It affected how they viewed themselves. I think Michigan State, this streak, while it's cool, I think it's actually turned the program and the fan base into something lower. Like somehow making the tournament is a bar of acceptance. Think about this. Rico, only the true poverty programs don't make the tournament now. Come on, man. This ain't Minnesota. I need the streak to end. I need the streak to end if it's going to wake Tom up. Uh, Tom needs an Ava Vasana. Mm-hmm. What waking Aaron Rodgers was doing. Waking Tom up will entail what? Not making the tourney. No, no, I'm saying then what happens? 
fire his whole staff, get aggressive in the portal, buy some damn players that can actually hoop. I don't know. Okay. Those things. Can we throw world peace and racism in there? I'm down. Yeah. Okay. Let's, Let's do throw it all. Okay. In too. Listen, <laughs> Listen everybody eats. And that's fine. If, you, if you're going to sit here and tell me that that's not possible, that's totally legit no, no. and I'm not arguing it, but I don't have to sit here and accept this. I don't have to sit here and say everything's fine because what it's starting to look like is Jim Beheim, Syracuse the late years, and I'm not into it. No, no, I'm not saying that everything is fine. I'm not saying that you have to accept it, but even if they miss the tournament, which I don't even think mathematically they can this year, the wholesale changes won't happen. If anything, it's just going to force him to double down and prove, all right, here's what you'll hear. I'm going to start to do this thing my way. And I'm not going to listen to these other people. And I'm going to go out and, and put the shoulder pads back on. And we're going to go back to the, that's all he's going to do. Sure. So he's D'Antonio 2.0. Is that what we're doing? I mean, if you're expecting this change, I'm telling you right here, right now. No, 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 no. no. F-, F change. Tell me what the hell this program is then, if what you just said is true. Oh, I, I said what the program was, but you know what? You were sunning and funning, so you missed that. So let me just rehash. say it again, five-star okay. zone. Wherever you Mike, get your podcast. It's, called, it again it's called a build-up. Build-up. Yeah. Right. little foreplay for everybody. Thank Rico you. Beard. Go ahead. Just, just put out already. Come on. Tell <laughs> no, me what is no, up. I want to whine and give die. Me, give, give us that sweet, sweet take. <laughs> just come on. Here's what has happened. Over the years, the program standard has eroded where it used to be every four years – Everybody who played for four years over time is went to a Final Four. Mm. That's gone. The new standard now is you're going to make the tournament, and if you're good, you'll make it out the first weekend. You won't hang a banner for it, but that's that's pretty much what Michigan State basketball has turned into is can you get out the first weekend because you're going to be seated somewhere between the best seed is a five or eleven. Or play in like it was in 2020. And if you can happen to get out, like last year, you you beat uh, Marquette. Marquette. You beat Marquette and you got to go to the second round and Tyson was buying pizza for everybody in New York. Mm. That's what we've been reduced to if you follow Michigan State. It used to be, okay, at some point in a four-year span, they're going to the Final Four. So why is You it don't acceptable? get that anymore. Why is it acceptable? Not to you, not to me. Why is it acceptable to you the Michigan State alums, fans, etc. Why? Tell me. I think it's eroded because... No, why is it acceptable? Well, once again, I'm building up. All right, this. sorry. Roy Rico's in it for the long haul tonight. I'm, it's, I'm just trying to set it up, Mike. Okay, here's it. You know why it's acceptable? Because Tom Izzo's been there for so long, and you reach that point where you know he's not going anywhere, nobody's going to force him out, and this just is what it is. Okay. And I, as an adult, I don't have to accept that. Because what I've never accepted, dude, I didn't, listen, D'Antonio went to the playoff in 15. By 17, I'm talking about him retiring. All right? Tom hasn't played for a national championship in 15 years. Hasn't won it in 23. Uh, It's just, it's a little much for me. And now it's going to be the fourth year in a row where, frankly, unless they do the unthinkable, which would love to see it, but if they run the table in the regular would season. Would you really like to see it? Oh, my God. To go to a Final Four again? Yes. See, I think that would just piss you off more. No, God, no. David, Judge, would that piss off Mike more if they made it to the Final Four? That doesn't make any sense. Because oh, you're it, making it to the Final Four? No, because it's like 
because you like, hey, he's got to go. We need to move on. He needs to do this. He needs to find. And they just found a way. Because all that does is build up his aura of that whole, well, look, Izzo found right. a way to make it to another Final Four. And Except like, one problem. Now he's found another way to lose 13 games again for the fourth straight year. Understood. They're going to lose to Purdue. They're not going to win the Big Ten tourney. And unless something intergalactic, shout out the shows you like, happens, they're not winning the NCAA tournament. That'll be four straight years, 13 losses, 52 losses in four years, and they're essentially a 500 program in the conference. Anyone who's okay with that is on crack. They're insane. They're absolutely insane. We can love a coach, but also call it what it is. What is this? I mean, I, I don't even need to break that down. We did that in the pre-show. Last night, it was like he was coaching to not win. Hey, I have an idea. Let's ride Cooper and Kohler in the second half. For what? No, it was. It was a comedy factory. No, I, at the post-game press conference, I asked him, like, did you luck into a lineup where you're going to start using more, where you went four guards and Malik Hall, and all of a sudden the floor opened up, you were getting layups. We have the audio. David, we have the audio of Tom's response to you. I'm sorry that was mislabeled. That's Tony. No, I, I just, you have to laugh because you cry. It's ridiculous. Yes, I wasn't surrender cold. <laughs> but I, I'd love to know from the people. I would like to know from the people in this. It's the, it's the work. It's, it's purgatory. Is Michigan's Red Wings Kenny Holland? Yes, you're in purgatory because what happens is this. You want what it used to be, mm -hmm. but you're, you're afraid of if you jettison Izzo, what you could become. You could fall off and you're now just Louisville basketball where you used to be a blue blood. You used to be relevant and you're not anymore. Well, then your coach had sex on a patio at an Italian restaurant and had hookers around the program. It's a right. bit of an issue. Right, but I'm saying, but then the, <laughs> a bit of an issue. But the fall off since then is just like, okay, Louisville, still rebuilding, still rebuilding, but still think about rebuilding. It. Okay, but it, and, and this isn't you, but people, if you're listening, I mean, what is your actual care factor anyways? See, I've never feared it because I already have, have largely stopped caring. This is It's a horrible product. It really is. No, it's not DePaul, okay? That's our big win. We're not Georgetown. Stop. But, but Mike, looking at Georgetown, Georgetown used to be all of that. They forced John Thompson Sr. out and haven't been relevant since. They've swung and missed on so many different coaches. And I think for, some, for a fan base, man, if you get it right and you got that next person in line and it keeps right. going, it's great. But Tom doesn't have to leave. Tom has to change. Those are two different things. I don't want Tom to leave. I would like nothing more than to him to write that last chapter and, and get it done and walk out the door. Yeah, You heard the phrase, it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Trying to get a 70-year-old to change his ways. Good luck with that. I, I know. You, if you get it, Mike, write a book. Because you're going to be a rich man. You shouldn't be doing this. So my you point is author. what? Fans have to be held prisoner? We have to just tra-la-la and go, oh, this is great because of what he did in 2000? No, it's just like Red Wing fans. Kenny... Any Red Wing fan that wasn't incensed by the end of Ken Holland, I just don't think they're real fans. No, you're incensed, but it's one where you realize you're kind of helpless because he has so much cachet, he's not walking away, and nobody has the balls to fire him. So but why you, can't hope that, you hope that he sees, he goes, for, for me, I don't know what happened to Tom in the last couple of years, 
because it seemed like he got it. He was hitting the portal. You went out and you got your best two players with Joey Hauser and Tyson Walker straight from the portal. And then he just stopped. And it, it was almost to prove a point. I'm going to win without doing this. Now, if this means that Tom will go back to the portal, because I think that's in college basketball, especially that's how you win. The kid who destroyed them last night for Iowa, the backup center, because yeah. their starter guys fouled out, basically didn't play Freeman. The backup was a starter at Valpo transfer portal. Didn't he put 14 and 14 on him last night? Yeah. Yeah, I would have been nice. Instead, I got to watch. They're playing dodgeball out here like Globo, Jim. I got balls bouncing off Carson Cooper's face. Come on, man. I would love to know from the people. Is that a fair comp? Is Michigan State basketball now Kenny Holland the late years? Rico said it best, perhaps. Purgatory. It's not even asking you whether you're accepting of it. Are, are you willing to make that comp that the streak is all that's left? That there is no, think about this, there is no Michigan State basketball standard anymore. Rebounding, they don't do it. Toughness, left with Xavier Tillman's fertility. Like what, what do they do? Oh, but Ken Palm loves them. Hey, Ken Palm, don't care. They play the, tough schedules. The product sucks. There's no, there's no standard. Oh, you so, said they, it. Every four years, you if you graduate, you stay, you will go to a Final Four. Dad, there's nothing left. It's like the Wings. The only thing they had left were sweet jerseys and a stupid streak. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a long time ago, but I remember we used to be so angry. Like, this team was a one or two seed, and I can't believe they lost in the first weekend. And I was anger because it was pain because you were expected to win. Now, losing in the first weekend is expected. Losing in the first weekend is what it's become. And if you happen to win that next game, you get an extended week. Oh, my God, you've made the Sweet 16. Well, this is in 1997 where that was big when they played North Carolina and got blitzed. You know what you don't get for making the Sweet 16? A banner. No. You know what else? Not at MSU. No, nor should you. The banners that go up are Big Ten championships or Final Fours. And I'm sorry. This four-year stretch, this is the worst four-year stretch since 1981. Think about that. Wow. 1981. Sam Vincent. Four straight years of double-digit losses. That's where we're at with last night's uh, virtuoso performance. The bottom line is, for the first time since 1981-82, Michigan State has now four straight years of double-digit losses. That's a good pull by you. Let's be real. They're going to lose 13 games this year, unless they do the unthinkable, which is win out, win the Big Ten tournament, or win it all. I mean, yeah. I was about to say, well, they're going to lose to Purdue. So there's one. You're going to lose in the Big Ten tournament. There's two. You'll lose in the NCAA tournament. That's three. 13, 52 losses in four years. And you know what kills me? This conference blows. MSU should be running this thing. This is a ridiculous thing. So, I've just asked the question. Have we arrived at, have we gone full plaid? Have we gone full Kenny Holland? (laughs) We've gone full Holland. This is the wings at the end of it, where the only thing the program has, or organization, as the Canadians would say, is the streak. Mm -hmm. Well, if it meant Tom making real changes, I'm happy to lose the streak. Or like the uh, the Palace, the Pistons streak. Uh, the sellout streak. <laughs> Please. Um, David, if you have thoughts, first of all, I mean, I know you hate your program because 
hell, Michigan makes – you should be jealous of State, and that ain't saying much. I am. But um, if you have a thought, feel free, and then I'd love if you take a text and we'll get some callers. My thought here about Michigan State is the standard I thought was excellence at Michigan State, and it doesn't seem to be that way with the coach anymore. He doesn't go out and get players that he knows that are on the portal or whatever that are going to be that guy. It's not happening anymore for the program. You know, and it's on him. No, and it's It's funny. It's funny because I think that's one of the reasons why a lot of coaches are leaving because, and and I don't want to steal something from Mike because he's got a topic later on. But 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 I think it's why coaches walk away. I don't know how to coach you anymore. I don't know what strategy (laughs) to use anymore. I don't know. Do I go out and I buy a bunch of players and go the Rick Pitino Kentucky route? That's not working for him. Do I try to develop players, you know, like you see at Gonzaga? Well, that's not really working for them. Like, there is no set way of doing it now. It's all brand new that Tom, for some reason, has gone backwards and said, no more portal people. I'm just, it it used to, gone are the days where, like, the Denzel Valentine team that lost to uh, Middle Tennessee or the Miles Bridges, Jaron Jackson that lost to Syracuse that had so much talent and you were disappointed because you were like, that was your chance to win it all. Now it's, hey, fingers crossed, let's get past Foster Lawyer and make it to the second round. That was last year. And, and that's what I mean about the erosion of the program. Making it to the second round is not supposed Here. to be this hey, grand David. celebration. David, let me let me offer you something, Okay. You talk about like I love I love Clemson's sign, which says the standard is the standard, right? Now again, I don't think Dabo's doing everything to live up to that standard. He hates the portal too. Right. My point is, David, it's four straight years of at least ten losses. How many ten loss seasons does Bill Self have in the last twenty three years at four different schools? Oral Roberts, Tulsa, Kansas, the whole bit. I'm gonna go oh. You said, David. Go ahead. No, no, both. Please play along. Illinois as well. Go ahead. I'll say three. Okay, David. I was going to say five. Two. Oh, okay. Two. So the standard is the standard. Oh, well, Bill Self's a scumbag. Yeah, I know. What do you want me to do about it? Well, that's why I said Kansas, to me, is the only real blue blood because they will always be good. Year in and year out. They may not win it all, but you know they're going to be a top team. They're going to get a one seed. At worst, they'll be a two seed in the tournament. But that's what I thought Michigan State was supposed to be. Thank you. They were supposed to be. When I see the Big Ten standings, as a bat, as a college basketball fan, you're supposed to always see Michigan State at the top of that Big Ten, and you're saying, wow, they're fighting for a two you know seed what, or a David, three seed in the tournament. You're right. and But, David, here's what – it got lost during that whole COVID haze where nobody was really paying attention. That recruiting cl- classes – we're not good. And you're seeing the fruits of the labor where now you do have a Maddie Sissoko out there. But there's a and, correction for that. And it is the portal. And that bothers me right there because you were in, you went out and got Joey Hauser. It took him a year to get adjusted, but it worked. You went out and got Tyson Walker. It took him about a half a year, but now all of a sudden he's your guy. And then you just said, no, I'm not going to do that. You got to mix the two. You can't just go full. I'm going to, because you're not bringing in top 25 kids that you're recruiting. So, so just so we're clear, the recruiting is not where it needs to be. And here's the other thing. If I have to hear about this Ballyhooed freshman class one more time, my head's going to explode. 
Colin Carr can't shoot a basic jumper. Well, he ain't that good. Booker apparently can't play. Now, I don't know why Tom refuses because, Lord, Lordy, Lordy, you keep running three corpses out there. I, I can't if, believe if, Xavier Booker isn't transferred. If you, could, if you could combine Carr and Booker and give Booker oh, Carr's super. defense, no, this is where we – look. You know, I didn't recruit. <laughs> you know, no, but you get my point. Your job is to recruit ballers, right. players, and you supplement with the portal. If you know and, you need a year from Cohen Carr to develop or Xavier Booker, you know what Tom should have been doing? Get the effing portal. And here's go what, get a six-seven wing who's not a complete flake half the games. Malik Hall is either awesome or unplayable. See, I think for Malik Hall, it was late, but the switch turned on, a la Darrell Summers in that tournament. Well, all of a sudden, it was just like. Where has this been your entire career? That's what Malik Hall is right now. David, I'm setting myself up for this, but you know what? Screw it. Let's have some fun. Here's the problem, Mike. You recruited those kids. You weren't expecting big things out of Carr. You weren't expecting big things out of Booker because Tom gambled on Cooper, Maddie, and Jackson Kohler. So he did a bad job. And he swung and missed on all three. Look, my whole point, too, is like if people get upset where I go, look, the program for the first time since 81 82 is four straight years losing 10 or more games. That to me is ass. Right, that's not facts. acceptable. That's not, that's not you making up things. That's right. Now, I know because I know what people will do. Oh, well, it could be worse. You could be what? Boston College? When have I ever comped Michigan State and Tom Izzo to BC? Or like, just don't do that. No. Or well, you could be DePaul. No. Or you could be the team down the road where they were. I mean, not no offense, David, but B- oh, go ahead. Beeline had, had Michigan turned around, and Beeline was doing it the the other way, where he was just going out getting people, and it was working, and it was people that nobody else wanted, but they fit his system. Michigan was winning, and they were winning big time, and they were winning the Big Ten, they were winning the tournaments, and they were going far in the tournament, and then they flipped the switch, and they went to Juwan, and now they've hit rock bottom for the first time in like the six. I think that's the purgatory for some fans is what's next. Because for some people like you, Mike, let's just let's see what other options are out there. For other people, it's like, I don't want to give this up because if I do, right. there may be nothing else out there, and I don't want to see my program bad. No, I don't I, want to become Tennessee football where it used to be every year it was Tennessee, and now, yeah, it's but it's, Tennessee. But it's just funny to me from the outside looking in when you have Tom Izzo who wants to be so involved in making sure the football program is where it needs to be. But, sir, go across the street. Right, what are you doing? Your own house has just caught right. fire. Wow. And, again, for people to David say it. with the deep three. <laughs> no, David, you just did it. Wow. <laughs> David with the Steph Curry, Caitlin Clark logo right. three. But he's not wrong. He's not. That's what I'm like, wow. I mean, think about it. 52 losses in four years. And I'm supposed to. I'm not supposed to be upset by that. We'll get your phone calls next. I'm I'm into it. 97-1. Go to Chris. He's batting leadoff on a Wednesday. What's up, Chris? How are you? Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, Chris. Good. Hey, I just wanted to double-check and make sure that this was actually you guys live and this wasn't the conversation we have like every two weeks. Well, all I know is we brought it up once on February, what, 5th, 6th, something like that. I wasn't even here last week. So if that conversation's happened, I haven't been here for it. No, it's crazy. I'm I'm the the frustrated fan just like you guys are. It's kind of we're having the same conversation over and over again. So um, 
So I want to ask you, so what, out of curiosity, what would you do if you, what would you change right now to try and get this thing a little bit turned around? Is there somebody that you would play more than others? I mean, I do think there's some underachieving, some that need a little fire under their, you know, what's get going. Um, there's no leadership. There's no captain. I think that's part of it as well. Um, and then also, you think any of these, I know as much as Carr and, and Booker aren't playing up to what they are, do you think they'll stick around or do you think they'll leave? Can't speak to that part. I'll leave that to Rico, whether they stay or go. I, they have every right to go if they wanted to. They don't play. Um, yes, you name two players that should be playing. Why? I know the guys I'm playing can't get it done. And even if the guys I'm going to try probably can't, probably is better than can't. Right. All right? So there's one. Two, you want changes, I'll give you the changes. Get rid of this staff. Tom has to hire some new assistants with new ideas, new energy, new blood. Two, Tom has to commit, not just to dabbling, not just to sampling. He has to go full force into the portal. They're going to need a wing, at least 6667. They're going to need a pair of bigs, at least 69. And unlike Rico, Rico's willing to bargain basement a little bit, patch hole. No, I'm talking about selling your soul to Satan and buying the best transfer player possible. There you go. And if I got to hire his dad, See, his uncle Raymond, I I got to go to a different <laughs> church. I'm going to do whatever it takes. See, Chris, I don't think you have to go that route. I think you can go the route of Tyson Walker where you can go and find some player, one of the best players in the group of five or division two, upgrade their life and say, son, you're not going to be flying to your games. You're not hopping yeah. on a bus. You're going to be in a locker room. You're going to have facilities. We need you to come here. And I would go after at least two big men a year in the portal until you can develop your own guys. Now, as far as Booker and Carr, no, I don't think that they're leaving because I don't think that those two should be playing as much this year in the first place. They're not the Kentucky, the Duke type of freshmen who come in and the one and does. I know Booker had the whole, well, he's a five-star. I would simply say that anybody who ever watched this game would know he's not that type of player he was going to need yeah, time. Yeah, no, they screwed his ranking. He right. was never a top 10 game. He but, was like outside the top 100, and then he went nuts. Right. If you never watch, you're like, oh, well, this guy was fine. Uh, but do you agree wasn't. with me? It's inexcusable at this point in the season, 27 games into it, this kid might get four minutes of burn. It's not right. Not when Carson Cooper and your boy, leaving it alone today, because I don't want to no, start a no, fight. No, go ahead. Kareem Abdul-Jakoler. Okay. Like, That's wait. what you said. I, I said. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Let's get this right. Here, no. Okay. no, 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 calm, calm no, down. no, no. I said I want to wait to see how he comes back from the foot injury before I tell you what this team is. Mm. Now you could ask Evan. What he has done is he's. I fell for the okie doke, and for a lot of people, they have no idea what I'm talking about. But there's a thing called Moneyball Legends, and one of the biggest Moneyball Legends was Russell Bird. Love Russell, but Russell would light it up every summer in the Moneyball League in Lansing. But it never translated. Evan and I sat and watched Jackson Kohler drop 48 points against our team, the five-star zone in the championship of Moneyball, and we're both looking at each other like, this kid's legit. He breaks his foot, and now, you know, he's struggling to make a layup and a dunk. So, yeah, I made You're a mistake. Fine. You're fine. The point I'm making is... <laughs> Tom continues to play. I mean, Matty Sissoko starts the game and plays three minutes, comes out the second half, starts, and plays two. Why play him at all? Because, but I think it's part of it, Mike. You're, this team has lost so many games. If you just gut it and play those guys, you're going to hit that level where you're not going to make the tournament. You're not going to win games, but you're getting these guys developed, but at the expense of wins this year. Ah, so the old Red Wings hurting themselves 
today uh, are hurting themselves now for some ridiculous pity prize. Oh, we may, well, let's make the playoffs. No, the Wings should have been selling years in advance. If you're asking me, I'd rather be playing these guys because maybe next year they'll be ready. All right, let's go to fair Andrew. Po- no, no, fair point. Andrew971, what's up, Andrew? Hey, how you doing? Good, Andrew. What's up? I, I've just, so, basing off, I'm a 20-year-old man, kid. I don't, I don't know what 20 years old is anymore, but I've grown <laughs> up watching this team. <laughs> this team, like, I watch Denzel and Draymond and, like, go to Final Fours. Like, the whole thing. I was told MSU basketball is amazing. Blue blood program. And now I got to adulthood, and it's like someone flipped a switch on me. And it's like, no, it's actually Michigan State football before D'Antonio. And I'm like, what am, am I in a twilight zone? Is everything I knew I was told growing up wrong? Like, what am I doing here? No, it just feels like What's it's over with. Here? It just feels like it's right. over. I mean, look, right. I, I hate to break to you, but, like, even though old heads like us, it feels like yesterday, you know, 09 in Detroit playing for a national title. That's an awfully long time ago. Dismantling Rick Pitino's Louisville team. That was an awfully long time ago. Heck, 19. Seems like a long time ago. Going against Zion and RJ and all of those guys. You can't go five years without having a moment, Andrew. No, it's not a lie. It happened. It was real. It feels like it's done. Yeah, I... It just feels like everything... I mean, you guys lived it. I can't. I was told the stories, and now I'm like, okay, when's Izzo going to Hall of Fame coach for me? Because so far I've seen. Andrew, here's the biggest thing. Here's the difference between all of those teams that won and this team right here. And we kind of touched upon it. The big men down low. You knew that Michigan State was going to out-rebound you, and they were going to play defense, and they were going to. You don't have it. Your big men. If you put out a sign and said, okay, the rest of the Big Ten, you could take any of our big men, but you have to start them, nobody would have gone. Nobody would take them. Right. And that's a problem. Not one. That's a problem because no one would want any of your guys. Look, it, the, the, the whole referendum on, on Izzo is simple. If he doesn't do some major changing, he is going to struggle to succeed in this landscape of college basketball. I, I just, what I don't want, I've always said this. I don't like it when it turns into, um, I don't know, it turns into Jerry Rice on the Broncos or it turns into Jim Bayheim at Syracuse. I don't like when legends hang around too long and it's just a cheap facsimile. <laughs> with, the, with the braids. but the Where his cornrows started at his earlobe. <laughs> Basically, yeah, he had the George Jefferson tough. with braids. Tough. <laughs> it was the world's only three-inch cornrow. <laughs> tough. I just don't. I don't like seeing it. Nah, so it either he changes or the program's dead. I mean, this, the staff thing. I mean, I've all, always said that I thought that he should have somebody on there that that didn't know things the Michigan State way. That's that would right. challenge him. That would that would sit with a fresh pair of eyes and like, guys, why do we do this way? Because we've always done it this way. Yes, but why do we do it this way? I can't figure it out. We'll give Pedro the final word on this, and we'll move to some football related matters. Pedro, what's going on? Hey, Mike, glad you brought this Well, Enrique, I'm glad you brought, brought this up today. This Izzo thing's been driving me nuts for a while now. Mm. Maybe I'm overreacting, but what is Izzo actually doing right? Like, I, I can't, if I go down the list of things, I feel like he's doing nothing right right now. Do you agree with me? Oh, I, I look, look at whether it was the game against Minnesota where he got outcoached 
Uh, I thought last night Fran ran circles around him and Tom stubbornly sticking with this lineup where you're going three on five. I Pedro, it's very hard for me. And here's the other thing. Since when do we let the coach off the hook when the players come out flat and don't have energy? I, I can't name a lot that he's doing well. And everybody wanted to touch their balls because they beat a bunch of garbage. This Big Ten's terrible. Yeah. This ain't the Big 12, guys. No, the thing. It's awful. And I remember. No, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I'll say for, for, for years, my biggest complaint was he didn't recruit, right? In the past two, I think maybe three years, he's had what, top 10, top 15 recruiting classes. So I'm thinking, oh, we're going to turn it around. One, they don't play. And two, he can't develop anyone. So what's the point of having these good recruiting classes if no one's getting better? Pedro, here's the thing. The recruiting classes, when it comes to that, either you get the instant impact guys or you get the guys that have to develop. His recruiting, where this team is bad, and I'm going to keep saying, was the, the, I think, the 19 and the 20 and the 21 class. You're seeing the, the, the seniors right now, they weren't that good. But I could have told you, they weren't there. He swung and missed on so many people and ended up with plan B and plan C guys. Now, it's picked up since, and I do think that if Tom sticks around, it will get better for him, but he's going to have to implement this and go out and get some transfer, especially big man, because you just don't have it right now. All right, this was an uplifting start to the show. David, we need some football today to get our spirits high. We'll do it next. Thank you for that. Well, speaking of, speaking of, let's talk about the Raiders for a quick minute. Antonio Pierce had some comments, and people don't seem to like it. Um, he's basically said that we've got to win the division first. We've got to knock off the team in red. They've dominated for eight years. We've got to knock off the head of the snake. Other quotes are him talking about how they basically need to have the Mahomes rules, uh, choosing the bad boys as an example and how they used to elbow and knock down Jordan. Yeah. What's the problem? And people seem to have a problem with it because of the whole bounty gate stuff from back in the day. David, and all because this people crap. wake up aggrieved. Honestly, we are just a society of spineless jellyfish. Oh, my God. A coach said we got to take down KC and we're going to take a physical approach to you do it. Oh, my God. I'm really not feeling the way you're yelling at me. I'm about to take a mental health. Day. Hey, then here's I'll a trigger warning. <laughs> F you. I have no issue with what Antonio Pierce said. I'm, I'm going None. To talk to HR. Go. They're not even in this building. <laughs> I have no issue with it. In fact, I love it. I absolutely loved it myself. What about you, Rico? I do, but in this, we live in a time where you can't say you want to do mean things and 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 hit people and be harmful, especially to Patrick Mahomes. He's he is the league, like it or not. He's untouchable. So. You don't want a league where all of a sudden the Raiders go out and Mahomes blows out a knee during the Raider game. Yeah, nobody's going to be happy about that. And you're probably going to, your coach, they're going to play this back and say, did you tell your people to do this? Is this like Bounty Gate all over again? No, but getting hits on the quarterback is how you get paid. I understand. God, man, people get upset about that. Oh, yeah. And by the way, Antonio Pierce was a Pro Bowl linebacker and a Super Bowl champion. All right, he might have a perspective on it that's different than one of these Yale nerd boys. And But now it's what he's saying Jeez. is easier said than done because if it was that easy, people would have hit Mahomes a long time ago. Exactly. <laughs> he's saying what, what he wants to do right. or they need to do is different than accomplishing it. He didn't it. say they're going to be able to do <laughs> right. it. I'm just saying. It's like we're so used to rocket scientists coaching football. A lot of these guys never played at a high level. Antonio Pierce played at the highest level. And, and the players, he was me. Antonio Pierce was a nasty SOB on the field. 
And the players, just like here in Detroit, they want to play for him because of that. They know what they have to do. He did it. All right, let's get to this here because I know Rico is against this. I want to know if this is too far for you, Mike. Mm. NFL insider Jordan Schultz reports that Justin Jefferson wants to reset the wide receiver market. It wants to surpass Tyreek Hill's $30 million a year. Is that crazy talk for a wide receiver to get 30 to $31 million a year? Okay, first of all, David, I said there's a few players, a few wide receivers that I would actually play. He's one. So I don't think it's responsible, but you only get what you're worth. And if somehow the Vikings are willing to pay him that money or somebody's willing to pay it, I'm not going to begrudge him. I don't know if I would be comfortable doing that, but he's a receiver that if I were, he's on that short list of guys. Yeah, I, I, I don't really have a big problem with it. I mean, you only get to earn as an NFL player for basically between four and eight years, unless you're a quarterback. He wants his money. He's arguably the best player in the game at his position. David, is it something I'd run to do? No, but Vikings with Jefferson are one thing and without, they're another. So, yeah, I he has every right to say it. Now, I mean, these deals aren't even guaranteed. Sorry. No, listen, now Jordan Addison did kind of take away from because when he was gone, Addison said, you know what, throw me his passes. And he went out there and looked pretty good. And until Cousins got injured, it was like, okay, there wasn't. There was a fall-off, but it wasn't that big of a fall-off where you're like, yeah, we definitely have to pay this guy. From a guy who is top at his position to a guy who is not necessarily top, but he's, I guess, in the top ten there, Dak Prescott, what should happen with him? Because he wants to set the, a reset the QB market, get 60 a year. Now, here's, here's the question I have, oh though. I, I what do you realistically do with him? Because – Without him, I'll tell you. nowhere near that. No, but I'll they're t- also don't, not winning. It's simple. You let him play his contract out, and you either franchise him or move on from him. There is no scenario I'm giving Dak Prescott an extension until or unless I see you win a playoff game. See, Help you, me help you. You could have stopped with just let his contract play out because I'm not extending him. I'm just going to move on. This year – I'd put it out there if somebody wants to make a deal and come and get him, they can have him. But after this year, he wouldn't be a Cowboy. If I'm Jerry Jones, I'm either drafting or I'm looking to my future. It's not him. He's had his time. It just didn't work out there. Let somebody else pay him that amount of money. Lord knows, I'm not a Cowboy fan. I love to see Cowboy fans in pain. And in a perfect world, he stays and keeps ruining that team. But if I'm Jerry Jones, this year, it's it. Then you got to move on. So I wanted to bring this to you guys because I've seen this everywhere pretty much. When it comes to the Patriots at number three, people in the circles of the NFL are having this conversation of what do you do if you're the Patriots at number three, being afraid that you might put a quarterback in a Mac Jones situation where you have no help? Do you draft the quarterback? Do you pick Marvin Jones Jr. or do you trade down? You mean Marvin Harrison? Marvin Harrison, I'm sorry, yeah. No, I mean, what, no offense to you, but what kind of question is this? Need quarterback, picking number three overall, take quarterback. There is no scenario where you're drafting that high and putting a quarterback into a good situation unless you did with Rico's team. You sold your soul to Satan to move up and go get a guy, and there's still no guarantee he's going to be a success. You take a quarterback. But see, I, here's the thing, though, because the clock is ticking. I think I know where this is coming from. It's not that bad of a question. Because you look at what happened with Carolina. They didn't have the pieces around. So Bryce Young looks 
Horrible. They moved up to do it. They sold their soul to the devil. They did, but they were they, they were they were still gonna. So, if if you're the Patriots, I would have to look to see what haul I could get for that number three pick. If somebody wanted to get that third quarterback who's still out there, and I can move like if Atlanta said, let us move up from eight to there. If I'm the Patriots, maybe you go down and then you dip into that next tier of quarterbacks, but you also get extra picks. And then let's end it with this because the Russell Wilson to the Steelers. No, we're never. No, uh, no. the whispers continue to happen. I, David. I don't care about the whispers. David, I'm ignoring the whispers. Two words for you. Let's ride. No, Mr. I'm, Mr. No. Unlimited. Let's Are you ride. ready? Can no. I get you a Mr. Unlimited custom Jersey? Steel town. Uh, no. <laughs> what if we, what if we add it to your papal outfit and it just says Mr. Unlimited on the back of your priest collar? That's going to be a tough watch on Sunday. <laughs> oh, my, my, my. Go ahead. What do you want to ask? Let's end it with a TV. Sierra to come sing the national anthem? No, I'm good. I'm good on her as well. She can't Did she hit a wrong note once? She, Of course she has. <laughs> uh, the dreaded TV deal that uh, Rico loves to get. So Amazon Prime is going to pay $120 million. Oh, is this what I think For it the is? postseason game, the exclusive right postseason game. So they had a, a clause in their contract where they can now outbid Peacock and take it from them. One twenty. Now, is it just one game? Because I, I thought one. I read something they wanted the playoff. It's one right now, but they're still in talks to possibly get more. They want the entire playoff okay. to be streamed. You'd have, you'd have to put like two zeros behind that. Then you'd have to give the league like ten billion dollars to take themselves off of television, and then you stream it. Because that, that's my ultimate gift to you. I'm tr- I'm brokering that deal. That's it's fine. I no. I feel like many people support my anti-streaming they platform. They do. I here's the thing: when they do the streaming, I like it. It's in 4K. The game looks beautiful on TV. Mike, you are you are you're, a TV guy. No, you're you're right. I the the stunning clarity in Jackson Kohler's lack of vertical leap. It was astonishing last night. Actually. It was so clear, you know, I could tell Maddie Sissoko was breathing because Lord knows Mike. his play doesn't tell you that. Hey, buddy, let's stay, stay. football. Pigskin. Let's, let's, let's focus. Let's stay focused, okay? <laughs> let's stay focused. What was the question? <laughs> let's stay focused. All right. I, I think it's going to happen, David, because, here's, because Peacock shows you people will find the game. For everybody who complained and said, oh, my God, it's streaming. I I don't know where it's at. You found it. They had great numbers. People watched the games. I think they'll do it again. And there's going to be more and more streaming type of games because they're at least they're doing it the right way. They're offering different types of channels. Like, to me, when they have the uh, next gen, if they do the Amazon way, you could, have, you could watch that channel. You could even do like almost a Homer type channel where you could hear if the Lions are there, you could hear Dan Miller making the call as the game is going on. I would love to see that type of thing. Yeah, I'm excited to hear Aaron Michaels again. That'd be wonderful. Uh, no, imagine though if you could hear a Lions play and, and there, there's Dan and Lomas on the call. Interesting. Uh, who is less excited to be at work? Al, uh, you know what? I won't say it. Let's just move it on. <laughs> and that is in football today.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey, David, this this is on me if it fails, but I, I just want to bring something up. Don't blame Rico if this doesn't work. People of Detroit, don't blame Rico. You blame me. Why I always feel like in this town, it's it's like a light show with a dog. Or if you have like a whistle and you distract the dog from from looking in the direction they were looking at that squirrel or that deer or that other dog, and you go, Oh no, friend, no, no, friend. Here I am with a whistle and a hot dog for you. Like, why are we talking about new showers in a team plane when we don't have an effing third baseman? See, this is the light show. This is the dog whistle. The payroll is $30 million less than last year, according to Beanie. It's $50 million under being league average. And we're talking about nonsense. Oh, we're talking about showers. Jack Flaherty likes his shower. We're talking about a new team plane. Listen. No disrespect to the Tigers, but it's not like Major League where you were riding the bus with the axe dents in it. You know what we we know what we care about in Fanland? We don't care about showers. We don't care about a scoreboard. We don't care about a team playing. We care about players. Mm-hmm. And you know what we have? I'm still looking at Zach McKinstry. <laughs> I still got Rico showing me video of Javi Baez swinging at pitches four feet outside the zone. And I said this yesterday, and it was really, it was a fart in the wind. I know no one's ready for baseball. I am. I love baseball. I'm excited to have it back. The idea that we have allowed, not me or Rico, but I'm saying at large, we've allowed Scott Harris and the Detroit Tigers to do largely nothing. Have all that money come off the payroll. And they've done some things I like. Let me be clear. Signing Cole Keith, great second baseman of the future. The president, he's going to break camp. We're happy with that. Love. I like Maeda as a back-end innings eater. Also fine. You can have Jack Flaherty. I don't want to get into that argument. 
He's just not the player he was. The point I'm making is this. There are still signature free agents out there. Now, do I do I advocate for doing something stupid? No. Let me be unequivocal when I say this to you. But you know what we haven't seen? A singular report of the Tigers at all this offseason. Calling on Blake Snell. Calling on Matt Chapman. Calling on Cody Bellinger. Making a bold trade. None of it. None of it. So that's where when I hear Beanie's update, Rico, it to me, it's a dog whistle. You're a dog lover. I'm a dog lover. What do you want to do with your dog when they're behaving badly? You want to do the art of distraction. I want to refocus you on me because you don't you don't need to be looking over there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's a squirrel. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's a deer. Ah, come to me. Hey, everybody. You don't need to ask the relevant questions like, why is Javi Baez still here or Why do we not have a third baseman and the team is kind of open about it? Hey, how come we're not spending most of this cheddar on anything? No, look at me, brother. We got new bubble bats and we got a new team playing. DGAF, you can figure out what that means. You know what I want? I want an AL Central banner. I want to go to the playoffs for the first time in a decade. I want to do meaningful baseball radio shows for the first time in a decade. True. But... The damn dog whistle. Everybody, most of the reporters who are down in spring training, it's a fun time. The weather is nice. And you know what? Let's give if, – if you're winning, then you're talking about players. You're talking about what the future is going to bring this season. But when you're not winning, Mike, here's your positive story. Because I know you guys want your positive stories. We got a new plane. Here's our, our – let's take a tour of the showers. And it's like, what? But – Hey, I have an idea. But it's but in the, here's Zach McKinstry at third. Because in the spring, people only want to hear good stuff about their baseball teams. The good stuff is winning. I, I no no, I totally get it. And, and I'm I understand. Not, believe me, I, I didn't sit here for a second. Right, we made jokes in the summer. We were having fun before I left for Saratoga. You're like, Mike, throw a half a billion at Otani. Well, we can't do tax deferments. But the point is, no one on this station has advocated for them to go silly season. But here's what I don't want to do. Don't say, well, you don't see Team A, B, C, and D do it. I, I, I don't do radio in those towns. I don't care about those owners. I'm here with you guys every day. And all I'm telling you is, we sat here for years and talked about how bad money had to come off the books. We talked about how Cabrera's dead body had to fall off the books. We talked about how much money they would have to spend. Here's what Scott Harris has largely given us. First of all... He got razzle-dazzled at the deadline with Erod. He got bamboozled. That was a bad, a bad job by Scotty Harris. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, I think we know what happened, but yeah, he... Then we go into the offseason. Now, Maeda, I like. I have more faith in Maeda than maybe most. I think he's crafty. I think he's an innings eater. I'm good with Kenta Maeda. The Flaherty thing, you can keep it. And they didn't acquire a meaningful bat to save our life. Please don't sell me Mark Canna. Please. So I'm sitting here and I'm going, Torque has got a, has got some hope again. We know Cole Keith is going to have a lot of buzz. We like what Riley Green does. Obviously needs to get better. There's legitimate optimism from me. I think they can contend to win this thing. I, I just, what I don't need is a dog whistle. Hey, I need a third baseman. Let me tell you about our new nacho plate. 
Because if not, you're going to end up asking the tough questions that they don't want to answer right now because they can't answer right right now. And again, if you called up and you asked about, let's say you don't love, you don't love Matt Chapman. And you think last year it was more than just the injury. You think he's declining. I'm not asking you to, no one is sitting here saying, give Matt Chapman $150 million. It's not going to happen. But what I don't understand is for a guy who's a gold glove third baseman, who can probably come in here and hit 25-plus home runs and be about a 775 to 800 OPS. How does that not make me better and get me closer to winning this division? That's better than most of the players on your team in terms of batting. You the only were, person, hey, Kenny, where were they in offense last year? I know the answer, 28th. Everybody on this team, I mean, Torque hit 31. Beyond that, nobody else. I mean, I'm on more on the Cody, Cody Ballinger side of things. Because you can take plays Torque. the outfield. He plays the outfield. You can switch Torque in and out of DH if you don't want him playing there every single day. Yeah. And he hit 31 home runs, 887 OPS last year. That's better than everybody on your team. Now, again, Boris may want something ridiculous. So I think I've been very fair. I, I just want to hear that they reached out to the yes, guy. That's it. That's it. It's almost like if all of us went out and it's like, Kenny, whether she gave you her number or not, did you ask? And then we buy Kenny around after he got rejected. Yeah, you ain't got it, Good man. for you. You tried, buddy. Let me, hey, let me tell you about our new team plane. But did you try? I'm amazed that, that look, we've been very patient here, and it's been a brutal rebuild. Rico may laugh at me, or you, the listener, may laugh when I say I think they can win this division. I'm just so bummed out that they really didn't do anything. When you look at the big picture, you cannot sell me Canna, Maeda, and Flaherty as what I got for Erod going bye-bye and Cabrera's dead body off the books. Oh, and I'm still looking at Javi Baez. And I got to re- uh, oh, great, new showers. Hey. Yeah, I was hey, very disappointed. Hey, Tommy Cutlets with your new showers right here. I mean, hey, come on. T- new TVs in the concourse, Mike. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. We finally got rid of the tube TVs. I was, I was, I, you know You're what? missing was... the point here. They got better water pressure. They're going to play. Better. You're right. And there's a new team-issued loofahs for everybody. <laughs> to go with the new jerseys. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, those are. Hey, people, by the way, if you were thinking of buying your kid a new jersey, God help you. You got to go and get one of the Nike ones from last year. These new ones. They look like the knockoffs from eBay. Yeah, the Fanatics ones are oh, terrible. Right. Nice screen printing. Right. Well, basically, you got to check the spelling of the team and the last name on the back to make sure you didn't get it from the local gas oh, station. Oh, yeah, because they screen printed it. The Verlander, it covers both his ass cheeks. The V starts on the left cheek and the R's on the right. Yeah. It's a big horseshoe. Yeah, I was disappointed. I thought the winter meetings was going to bring something. Now, I know... Because I'm like, okay, Harris is going to really impress. He dropped the ball at the trade deadline. Oh, he got bamboozled. So winter meetings. You still got And again, I have not taken a negative approach. I just told you, I I thought the Maeda signing was crafty. I like it. All right, but we talked about this lineup. You know what's interesting, fellas? Maybe maybe the way to do this is this. Because I know there aren't 10 Tiger fans who care or maybe even know who Matt Chapman is. The point I'm making. Who needs to make a move more, Scott Harris or Brad Holmes? Look, Brad Holmes is foreshadowed. There may not be a big move. But the Lions are what we deem to be Super Bowl ready. The Tigers, 
It's a 10-year dark period in this franchise's history where this division is so soft. It is so available. It's ripe for the taking. And I think if you added a bat, it would quantum leap this offense and help the young kids, and it would be, and look, Lord knows you got a couple of holes in the order. I don't need to point them out. Who needs to make the move more? 248-539-9797. Maybe if I play it that way, we'll get to have a little fun. You want to think about your answer? I do. I'll give it to you next. (laughs) Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Your your payroll, according to Beanie, and I'll double check it, is lower than it was last year. And the moves you made, I'm sorry, I don't think you made yourself that much better. Better is going to be Riley Green being better. Better will be Torkelson showing you second-half torque versus first half. Better will be Colt Keith hitting the ground running, maybe being that second baseman of the future. But better ain't got nothing to do with Jack Flaherty in a one-five-five whip on a one-year deal. You know, Maeda, innings eater, crafty. I like him. Mark Canna, come on, man. So this idea of, well, he's invested with the team plane, you know who never gets to enjoy the team plane? The paying customers. We don't care. Oh, but how about a hot shower and a meal? Yeah, I, I don't know. When's shower night at Comerica? When do when do unbathed and unwashed fans get to enjoy the team shower? It's the week after Bark in the Park. Right. You know what fans want? A third baseman. Players who can hit. So I just look, I just it it just feels like a dog whistle. And I'm I'm bummed out by it because I do believe this team is gonna be in this. And I believe they got a real shot to win this division. This division's terrible. It is, which is why I think the bigger move may be Scott Harris. I, I know. Look, Brad Holmes, he put this team together. He's gonna do it his way. They were one of the four teams left and when it was all said and done this year. But I think the Tigers need to make that move right now to get where the Lions are because we talked about how the division was so open and how the the Lions should win it. That's how I feel about where where the Tigers are. You can can win this thing. It's not this dominant team. I mean, last year, I remember we were joking around saying, hey, can they just stay relevant? Can they just stay relevant? And all of a sudden, you know, they are. But you're looking at that and, you know, 
okay, you got the Cleveland and Minnesotas, Chicago, like you could win this thing if you make a splash move and you bring in, to me, you bring in a bat, you bring in another arm to go along with the young players that you have because I think too much is being relied on that the young players are going to step up and do this. So you, you And you're hoping that they don't go back and regress. You're hoping that your young guys, like, like, like I don't know when Colt Keith will finally make it up here because you it know. It should be opening day if they're serious about winning. But you it's know, time. But, but you know he's probably going to come up around July or. No, no, no. Where they're going to say, hey, we don't want to rush him. They paid We want to take our time with him. He's got to break camp. We don't camp. want his confidence to get destroyed. If he don't break camp, my head will explode. Okay. Period. Kenny's will too, and Kenny's not a very angry man. Cold Keith needs to be your opening day second baseman. Period. Exactly what I said. He needs to be starting opening day. That's it. You paid him. It's time to roll. Yep, Come on, man. So, David, go ahead with ticket text. We can get a couple of calls. Uh, I just, I don't have patience for the dog whistle. Nobody cares about all this stuff. We care about what you're spending on the team. And and to me, being in Detroit and having the 21st payroll, being $50 million off of league average, I'm sorry. I No, don't tell me you're committed to winning. Don't see, tell me that. See, I'm glad you said that because like it or not, I just can't hear comments saying, you're committed to winning when I haven't seen the commitment to making the team better. I have not seen that. And I don't think that's on Scott Harris. Scott, unless he's anti, I, I, I just don't see the commitment to being better. I can't hear comments like that as a fan. I just can't. No, it, 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 it bothered me. And it's okay if it doesn't bother others. I, I, you know, I know Lions fans are still licking their wounds. They're not aware sports still happen. I just feel like we're letting an opportunity pass us by a little bit. And that's why I'm on Rico's side. It has to be Scott Harris to me because I think stuck in his ways, like it or not, Brad Holmes is going to do him the way he does him. But I think the, the vision is right there. I haven't seen the Twins make this move where you're like, oh, man, they're so much better than the Tigers. Yeah, White David. Sox, please. And here's the thing. If you make this move, kind of like now the Lions are a team that players want to come to Detroit. It's not a punishment anymore. It's not some place where you get threatened. Keep this up, and I'll ship you to Detroit. Tigers make this move, and now, yeah, when it comes to trades and free agency, you may get more people saying, I want to be a part of this young squad. I like what they're doing. I like what they're building. The division is there for yours, for the taking. Absolutely. I think it's Scott Harris. Look, Brad Holmes has already made moves. We may not have thought they were big and bold enough, but he has made moves. It got the Lions to the NFC title game. The Tigers, you got to go out and win your division now. You got to, hey, like have a playoff game here in Detroit at Comerica Park. You know, that's that's what we need to look for now. Treat it like we did with the Lions last season. It's got to be Scott Harris. You still have time to go out there and do something. You know what's amazing? It, it, it's weird, and, and maybe just part of it is like being on vacation last week. Just feels like this town's in a bit of a coma. Feels like the Lions took everything from you people. They did. Like guys, they had a great year. It's going to be okay. All right. Like it, it. It's we're going on a month since the game. It's going to be okay. <laughs> like, guess what we have? The Wings are in a playoff chase potentially. It starts tomorrow. Colorado in town, right? Pistons, forget about it. Um, but like the Tigers, there should be real optimism. But, you know, I don't know. You guys will eventually come out of your mole hole. You'll figure it out. Go ahead, David. 
Scott Harris has gotten our farm system to number three after taking over a total dumpster fire. My hope is next year is the time for taking the next step. Have patience, but it is not unlimited. This is the last offseason that I give Scott Harris some slack. Want to see what happens this year, and I expect next offseason to be the big going into 2025. So it's it's always next year with you people. Mm -hmm. You know what I've been hearing about for 10 years? Next year with the Tigers. It's always been next year with you people. No team. It's amazing the cover the Tigers get run for them for a team that hasn't won a championship in 40 years. It's truly remarkable. Well, here's you know, the, the Lions have gotten hammered. They've been rolled in a carpet, lit on fire, and thrown off Niagara Falls a hundred times over for their failures. And somehow there's this romanticism with the Tigers where so many, not all, so many in this fan base will just run cover for them. It is the most bizarre thing in the world to me. It's just crazy, Rico. It is because I th- <laughs> it's funny because we go back to our first topic of talking about Michigan State basketball. I think the Tigers, the bar is just so low. And you get mad at me and people get mad. Can you just give me an entertaining summer's day where I can go down there and just have fun? Man, I hate you. <laughs> I hate when people say that. It drives no. me nuts. That's I want to win 100 games. I want to win the division. I just I want, want to go win down, a World Series. I want to go down there with my kid or my boys or my wife or fiance, and I just want to enjoy the evening and hope that they win. Because I have a black <laughs> I said, you're not going to like it. 248-539-9797. What's your favorite flavor of daiquiri at Comerica? <laughs> you must be kidding me. We can get to the calls, take care of some business. We got some NFL football for you at 345. And Rico's got a problem that apparently I've got to solve. Rico has nothing to watch. His basketball program, his toilet. He's he's it's not quite baseball. So I, I may have a sports driven television solution for, for people like Rico. We'll get to it at four o'clock. Ooh-wee, what a time to be alive. 97-1. Scott, we'll lead it off. Scotty, what's going on? How are you? Um, hi, How's it going, guys? It's 60 degrees, it's sunny, and we're talking baseball. Can't get better than this. I know, and I feel like, um, I feel like I'm talking to myself. <laughs> it's something. No, <laughs> um, I am a Lions fan, Lions fan who has woken up from the call pop, and I... To me, the Tigers this year, there's no excuse for not taking the Central. This is this is the worst division in the AL, if not all of baseball. But the one thing the Tigers have not done is, like the Lions, where's our David Montgomery S signing? Yes, the Tigers have a lot of youth, but there's still a veteran out there that we need to bring in. You look at a guy like J.D. Martinez. Yes, he's in the twilight of his career, but last year he still had over 30 home runs. His OPS was north of 850. I'd take a one-year deal on him, nothing crazy. He's done with the $23 million per year. But I want the Lions to go out, or excuse me, the Tigers to go out and get that veteran signing to go with the younger guys like Parker Meadows, like Colt Keith, like Torque, like Carp who are going to obviously be the future and hopefully bring a pennant back to this town. Yeah, what do you guys think? I think, Scott, listen, I think you're spot on from an idea standpoint. What I don't want to do, I don't want to get hung up in an individual player. So maybe someone out there hears J.D. and they go, mm, no thanks. The point is, at least you're trying. 
at least you're trying to add a veteran bat to a very young lineup and a lineup that, frankly, stinks. So it's, I'm with you. I'm not even interested in being mad about, well, I don't love the play. I like that you're trying. See, what I don't like Effort is hearing is what from, you want to yeah, hear. I don't want to hear from Scott Harris how committed they are to winning because of a shower or a team playing <laughs> when we don't have a third baseman. You know what the Tigers have never done in my lifetime? Win 100 games. There's an idea. I heard that's fun. Yeah, just a platoon at third base. We'll we'll work it out. We'll see what you know. What Mike? We'll let it play. Yeah, out. we'll let we'll let it play out. What's your experience? Let's go to Ryan ninety seven one. Ryan, what's going on, buddy? Hey guys, how you doing? Good. Hey. Good. I uh, just wanted to point out that um, I think that the Lions are the team that need to make the move because the Tigers aren't in the top half of the league in payroll. And when you look at the previous teams that have won a World Series over the last 25, 30 years, every single one of those teams outside of, like, I think it's the 2003 Marlins, are in the top half of payroll who have won the World Series. So until the Tigers are committed to getting to that point in the league, I got to say that the Lions are the best, have to yeah. make the bigger move in the offseason. Yeah, and Ryan, Ryan, you're not wrong. I think what bothers me is I've never asked them to carry a top five or even a top ten payroll. I've never asked it. I know it's probably unrealistic. But, Ryan, for them not to have a league average payroll, for them to be sitting at 21, 10 years out from their last playoff appearance, Ryan, all I know is they got to do better than that. If they're going to come out here and talk to me how committed to winning they are, then you better do better than what I just said. Well, and it's not even the fact that they're 21st and that's it. That like they're 21st and 50 million dollars behind it. That's right. So that's like that's that's two 25 million dollar players that you could drop into the rotation or one in the rotation, one in the lineup, and get get to average. That's that's my issue. That I, I, have. Yeah, I am right there with Ryan because yes. with that much money to spend and you don't spend it, it makes it look like you're not trying. It makes it look like. For lack of effort, you don't care. Oh, it's not but, to say that they but don't. showers and things. What about and playing? Stuff. And stuff. Yeah, but Ryan, see, yeah, Ryan I'm, I'm with you. And, that, and that's where I, I guess I'm an alien. I, I, I don't know. I have a passion about it. I, I, I love baseball. I view the Tigers differently than most people. Like Rico and I have a very fundamental disagreement. I don't view them as... Sleeveless T-shirt, Marlboro Red, and Daiquiri afternoon. I view them as one of the iconic franchises in the American League. Okay. For the record, I think that they are as well. I'm saying that a lot. Okay, you, you twisted my words here. I'm saying that for some fans, it's just an enjoyable day or evening at the ballpark. That's your expectation for this team. Because they haven't competed in so long, it's the same as if you go down to a Pistons game. You don't expect anything. You just hope to have some fun. Let me tell you something. The caller two back, I think it was Scott, when you do a little bit more nerding out on the J.D. Martinez thing, now I'm not advocating. I just, for people that are going to make fun of his phone call, don't. Think about this. Of the last five years for J.D. Martinez, he had one year where he got hurt. So let's just take that year out. The other four years he played at least, here is games played, 146, 148, 139, 113. In all four of those years, 
he would be the best Tiger bat in the lineup by almost 100 points of OPS. His worst year was a 790 OPS. So when he calls up, if you want to know why I didn't get irate or rip him or we don't want to tie up the DH spot, no, no, understand, the man made a real point. That's consistent offensive production on a short-term deal. And if he goes, hey, I ain't interested. I didn't leave the Dodgers to come back here and sit in the snow. God bless. At least I know you tried. Kenny, did you ask her out? At least you tried. Here's your beverage. That's it. But I mean, Bias is in midseason form, swinging at pitches he can't hit. Every time he goes to swing. Right from the dugout. The Roberto laugh still gets me every time. With that no. drop. Oh, actually, yeah. Here's the here's the inner monologue of the starting pitcher when they see Baez coming to the plate. <laughs> I can throw any garbage up here I want, and this guy will swing at it. Oh my god! <laughs> it's unbelievable. But we're committed. I'm gonna go to Bruce, and then we'll move on. I know we got football to do. Bruce, you get the last word on it. What's going on? Thanks. I appreciate it. Love your guys' show. Um, just a little bit on Scott Harris. Really disappointed in uh, him. I think he kind of thinks he's the smartest guy in the room a lot of the times and was totally disappointed in what he did at the trade deadline with not being able to get rid of Rodriguez. And I was curious, with an owner that's you know trying to do everything, couldn't uh, Mr. Illich done anything to get that to move along, possibly added some money to the deal, anything? I mean, that's that's what an owner who's all in would do. Yeah, I mean, but Bruce, here's the thing. There, there was obviously, they waited, they thought they had a deal. I don't understand the communication or lack thereof. The bottom line is you were told he didn't want to go to the left coast, and then he ended up signing in the deep southwest, a.k.a. left coast in Arizona. He got played, Bruce. The, bottom line, he got played. Well, I think uh, Scott Harris got played, too. Yes, 100%. Yeah, and and Bruce, I'm with you. And understand, I want this to work. I think they made a good hire. I think Scott Harris is a very smart baseball man. But just what I don't need is you can't come out and tell me how wonderful ownership is and how committed they are, and my big offensive signing is Mark Canna. You can't do that. I'm still looking at Zach McKinstry at third. I'm still going to look at Javi Baez in the lineup every day. You can't do that to me. You can't bleep on my head and tell me it's raining. New plane. <laughs> and showers. Tube TVs. 2485399797. And just wait until we find out the menu changes at Comerica. Sure, Wojo will have an expansive piece. Yes, David. Well, we all know what the first three looks like in every mock draft. Do we? As we get closer, we'll determine who's drafting. It might be trades, but the quarterbacks are going to go. First is Caleb Williams. Second is Jaden Daniels. Third is Drake May. See, there's your first surprise to me. Look, Drake May, I understand. The North Carolina thing, they weren't that good. They had no offensive line. I'll be very surprised if we get to draft day and Drake May's not going number two. I really will. He is a prototypical NFL QB. He can move 6'4", 225. Jaden Daniels is very slight. Very. Him and J.J., if they get hit, look out. See, the one that I think. What? I think J.J.'s going to keep rising. Listen, he's going to go to the Giants at six, and then I'm going to start meditating under goalposts, and it's going to all be all right. I think the J.J. thing's fascinating. Let's see where he goes in this kickoff mock draft.
Number four, Cardinals take Marvin Harrison Jr. No brainer. Kyler mm-hmm. seem to re-earn their trust. They need a weapon out wide. Makes sense. At number five, offensive tackle taken for the Chargers, Joe Alt. That's no surprise there. They no, you got their quarterback. You got to invest in Herbert. You got to invest in the running game. And look who your coach is. Harbaugh, O-line. No issue with it. Alt's a hell of a good player, too. Number six, the New York Giants take wide receiver Malik Neighbors. Difference maker wide receiver. I, I don't care. Just move move to the next team or I'll spend the rest of this segment shredding my own franchise. Difference maker wide receiver. Marvin Harrison Jr. is the name that everybody knew, but he's that deep threat guy that can that Except can help we out. don't have a quarterback who throws it deep. He's a check down Charlie in a neck brace. Because, Go to the next pick. Because now he has a wide receiver that he can throw deep. So you pair him up with uh, Saquon Barkley. Go to the next pick. And, and I think you have something, David. Turn his microphone Thank off. Thank you for finishing that thought, Rico. Thank you. <laughs> I was not going to move on. That behavior you was churlish. Number seven, Tennessee Titans. <laughs> Take tight end Brock Bowers. Uh, that I like. They have no quarterback. I'm saying wait, who, for me. Oh, for who's you. Who's taking Brock Bowers? Uh, Tennessee Titans. You know, the one is I actually thought that maybe he goes to uh, Harbaugh. I need to protect Herbert. But he likes his tight ends. I hear you. Number eight, the Falcons. I mean, what would the the Giants do with Brock Bowers? All the Daniel Jones checkdowns. All of them. We're going to push Daniel Jones to throw the ball down. Remember, we didn't think that Jared Goff could do it. All right, fix your offensive line before you he worry about it. He still hasn't done it. He has. Jared you got Goff. J-Mo, and J-Mo has now made him look better. Number, Neighbors will do the same. Number eight. Let's finish out this top ten. Number eight, uh, Falcons take edge Dallas Turner. And then number nine, the Bears take Roma Dunze. Wait, they take Dallas Turner? Yes. Hmm, interesting. Listen, Not a quarterback. No, Atlanta. So miss well, they took quarterback one. Right, he's saying Caleb Williams one. And then they take at the edge at nine. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm saying, I'm talking about Atlanta. David, you Atlanta did not trade up. Yes, they did not get a quarterback. So yes. this means that Fields will probably be there. So, okay, now I, that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Justin, yeah, Justin Fields makes is going to change a lot of what David's reading here. And Roma Dunze goes where? Roma Dunze goes to the Chicago. Okay. Uh, let's skip down here to find where JJ goes. Broncos. He goes to the Broncos at number 12. That's become a popular one. And listen, I think JJ McCarthy is going to be one of the fascinating stories of the lead up to this draft here in town. So does this mean he walks right in and plays? He would have to, you don't even have a choice, but it would be Sean Payton offensive tutelage. Uh, it'd be different for him to be coached by somebody who speaks in complete sentences. So that'll be a little bit of an adjustment for JJ, but it's do the whole shoulder pad thing. I don't know. Meditating under goalposts. The bottom line, Denver has weapons. It's not a bad spot for him. Uh, the, on the edge side, number 15 Colts take Jarrett verse. That's many people believe he's the best edge. Yeah. That's my guy. And listen, Brad Holmes has shown a willingness to move up, get the players they want. If they got a grade on a guy, they're going to go and get him. Look at Jama. They'll either move up or they move back, and they still got uh, Gibbs. Now, the only time I'm going to advocate for that type of thing is if they don't address the pass rush and free agents. Because I just don't think you're sitting at 29 and getting in a premier edge rush. I really don't think we talked enough about what the Giants were going to do, but I'll move on. (laughs) 
So we'll skip through because there's a lot of offensive tackles taken, offensive linemen see some centers being taken. So let's go over to number 26. Tampa Bay Buccaneers take Chop Robinson. Rico likes him more he than does. I do. Yes, you do, Rico. I do, but Tampa rebuilt, trying to get that defense younger. I, I think that he would be a great fit here in Detroit because it's such a low pick. If you just stick with pick 29, I'd like to see them move up to get him. But if he goes there, I think I think that's a good fit for Tampa. And another one for you, Rico. You always ask about this guy. Keon Coleman goes number 28 to the Buffalo Bills. They're going to be losing uh, Gabe Davis. So, hey, By the way, Gabe Davis giving himself an eight-minute highlight reel on his way out the door. What? That was so strange. I mean, Mike. God, what are you, Jerry Rice? You pay an intern a couple hundred bucks, put together this reel for me. Eight minutes? And then at number 20. It, I don't know, it seems like Buffalo, mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe – they're just infatuated with offense, that team. It just They never really go and just try to get defense and lock it down. It's just always wee fun. Okay, Keon, good luck with that. Well, Lions, they're next at 29. They go defense. Cornerback Enos Rakeshaw. I love this kid. Oh, your guy. I love this kid. I'm, I'm a nerd. I watch way too much Missouri football. But Rakes draws everything that Lions fans and the team want. He mean – He's a Richard. He's out there killing people on the field, of course. A um, little bit of an injury history, but he is a rock-solid SEC corner. He'll play to run, and he'll come up, and he'll take your head off. That's what they want in their secondary. That's what they have shown us. Yeah. So I, I'd have no problem with Rake Straw. And I, I know what's going to happen. As as this gets closer, people will scream for players they know. Well, what about Kool-Aid? I I was about to say, where did, where did Kool-Aid go and where did uh, Quinyon Mitchell go? Kool-Aid did not go in the first round. Uh, Quinyon Mitchell went 27 to Arizona. Okay. A kid from Toledo? Yes. Yeah. Toledo. Not that, if you were going to take a corner, I like Mike's guy. I like Mitchell a little better. Yeah, and then, of course, we'll close it out with your team, Rico. They just take an offensive lineman. That's not exciting. Amarius Mims. He's a great tackle, though, but you know what? not exciting. The right tackle needs to get upgraded. So I'm okay with that. Kansas City finishes off with a tight end, Jatavian Sanders from Texas. He's a really good player. Which scares me because yeah, he's good. He's a really good player. He got banged up this year. He just wasn't healthy. Um, he's, he's built like a mountain. Look, I think they, overall the thing that's going to be interesting is we start this process. Yeah. Bo Nix, J.J. McCarthy, Mike Penix. We know what the first three QBs are. How does it shake out with the other three? And how many of the three, one, two, all, or none, end up in the first round? See, for me, it's I thought Kansas City was a, a Donnie Mitchell. Wide receiver, threat, young, so you can control his salary. You don't have to worry about that. I thought maybe they would go that route. David, on that list, uh, Byron Murphy, the second. Yeah, Texas. he goes 25 um to green bay that's another guy that if if he's starting to slide and the lions select him i think that will just improve your defensive line so i don't know if you watch a lot of texas football well yeah but if not you may be able to get sweat in the second round texas was back so i had to watch so there it is that is your dave burkett mock draft i want to bring this up because i will tell you sometimes people what's behind the scenes is fun There is a desperation in the air in this building. 
There is a desperation from Jim Costa. There is a desperation from Doug and Scott. There's a desperation from Mr. R.L. Beard to my left. There is a desperation from Kenneth Cott, from David Hull. I won't say there's a desperation for Roberto because that's not necessarily a, a status. That's more his daily existence. This is, there's a post-football desperation for television. David complaining about this weekend he couldn't find anything to watch. We got Rico watching murder mysteries he doesn't care about. Rico doesn't even like murder or mysteries. We have Oh no, uh, you don't know you don't know anything about me. Oh yes I do. You like cartoons. Oh, the no. point I'm making is Evan <laughs> Jenkins, Jim Costa. So I said, guys, I have the answer to all of your problems. I have a fun, not a good, not a great, a phenomenal sports betting show that I guarantee none of you have seen. And it's not Bookie with Sebastian Maniscalco, which is just plain funny and light and enjoyable. That's new. No, no. I have something that is now available on Apple Plus or Prime Video. But I don't know if I should share it. Because... If I share it, I don't know that the people will put enough belief in me to give it a chance versus just want to sit here and break my balls. But if you're, is there a post-football desperation for you television-wise? I mean, if you're out there in listener land, like for me, it's different. I've got college basketball, the NBA, wings, we officially kick off the playoff chase tomorrow night. Like, my TV time is largely spoken for. I'll mix in a series here or there when I can, but generally, we're, we're covered. But man around this building, people looking for something to watch. Do you want me to tell the people? Yeah. All right, Op. But Let me at least sell it. I don't know. It, it, does it have any superheroes in it? They're my superheroes. Well, then I'm not watching. No, no, no. Listen, here's what I will tell you. Again, it's available on Apple+. Plus. It's available on Amazon Prime. I know for a fact. You're going to get high-end production. So I'm not sending you to, like, Wayne's World. This is not some independent thing. This is a real TV show that, at one point, it was greenlit and given a major budget. That's one. So you're getting a really highly produced, great sports reality show. The reality show covers gamblers. And their journey. Now, I don't think you need to care. Big G sitting in a chair with bad tickets around him. <laughs> what if I told you one person in this show reminds me of my dad? I'm in. Okay. I'm in. Okay. Love you, Big G, but that's still one of the funniest photos. <laughs> Losing paramutual tickets everywhere. But it's it's sports. It's sports betting. It's reality TV. It's a high-end budget, well-produced show. Are you ready? Yep. You can get it on Apple Plus. You can get it on Amazon Prime. It's called Horse Players. 2014, this show came out on what then was the Esquire Network. You know the magazine? They had a TV network for a minute. The show features gamblers, horse players, that are all trying to qualify for the National Handicapping Contest, the NHC. 
Now it's up to $2.5 million in Las Vegas, winner take all. Um, it used to be a million bucks. To hmm. do it, you have to win contests at all at these given tracks to earn a seat. The characters in this show aren't just good, they're phenomenal. And they're real people. Enter the high-stakes world of professional horse racing handicap where the only thing bigger than the bets are the characters placing That's them. right. From Churchill Downs to Saratoga to Santa Anita. That's right. Each episode follows a group of handicappers as they travel the country in search of instant riches and compete for the title of America's top handicapper. And these people now, I mean, it runs the gamut. You got a father and son team. The father reminds me of my dad. Outside of the fact that that dad is 64 and he's married to a 23-year-old. Wild. Uh, you have a retired NYPD cop who happens to be a cowboy. Totally bizarre. You have one was a a character that if you frequent New York tracks, you ran into this guy. He has since passed away. A guy named John Conti. Straight out of central casting. Mobster. I mean, jet black hair. Would bring a magnifying glass the size of a pizza to the track to handicap. You had a political analyst. Wait, is this him? That's John Cott. Oh, that's right. Uh, my point is, if you are, if you are, if you're desperate in a post football world for a show that's bingeable, fun, and it's about all the things we care about, who cares if they're betting on ping pong, baseball, or horses? It's entertainment. I'm telling you, Rico, it will cure what ails you. We are bridging post football and getting to March Madness. Post football, we're on a playoff drive with the Wings. Post football, opening day in baseball. I need you to trust me and to give this show a chance. It's phenomenal. Okay. It's not good, it's great. How many episodes? Ten. Okay. Are they like an hour, hour long? 42 minutes to be exact because the commercials are taken out of it. Hmm. It's phenomenal. The character, these, they're real people. Okay. But now, does it follow? I mean, is there like a payoff at the end, or is it just kind of just sit back and enjoy the ride? There's a there's a payoff. Okay. Do they even got one of these dudes who's a total whack? He's like a hippie spiritual healer gambler. This guy's over here burning sage in the press box. It's unbelievable. Kyrie. <laughs> no. <laughs> I just listen. Before you laugh and go, well, I'm not interested, guys. You will be interested because it features money, gambling, sports, locations, and these people, which are characters, are wild. Wild. They look like some interesting guys. I like the guy who wears the little hats like I like. Which one? Peter Rotondo Jr. or Lee Davis? Who are we talking about here? This guy is. Oh, that's Lee Davis. Okay. Yeah, that guy that guy was on a losing streak in this show. You won't believe what he does to correct it. Listen to me. You give it a try. Now, David, I just got tired of hearing you guys cry about not having anything to watch on TV. Now I'm offering you something. Do we? Does this get a chance in the whole household? Yeah, it'll get a chance because it's better than what I had to end up watching. Because Rico made me watch Dreamgirls all weekend. So, Wait, excuse me. Yeah, I was watching Dreamgirls all weekend. What the what? hell does that entail? It's a movie about what? You serious? Yes. Oh, it's it's like three girls who come up and the fake Supremes basically. And, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's basically the story Breasts. of the Supremes and and uh, Barry Gordy, 
and their rise to the top and how Barry Gordy fell in love with Diana Ross and, David, made, David. and made the whiz. But, but that's why, yeah, this award. Why did you watch the show? You hate it. Because I wanted to see if I had a different opinion about what I said before. No, David just hates Aretha. He doesn't hate Barry oh, Gordy. No, no. No, no, I hate no, no, no. Beyonce. He hates Beyonce. Oh, God. <laughs> he hates Beyonce. I, I found a tirade. Uh, he's like... So we were just sitting there. You were on vacation. What are you doing? I was like, well, I'm sitting here looking at this. And, yeah, I was watching Dreamgirls. Dreamgirls? Yeah. Oh, my God. Would Beyonce? That's horrible. You need to do it. I was like, whoa. Where'd this come from? So horse players would, would fit better. Thank you. D- David. David. I've got cookies turned onto it. Evan's going to watch episode one tonight. I'll offer a money-back guarantee. I'm telling you, this will cure what ails you. You need sports TV between now and the next stop on our sports journey. I've just given it to you. Besides, what else is out there? What other high-caliber sports TV? Now, if you haven't watched Bookie with Sebastian Maniscalco, add that to your list. I guarantee I get you to March Madness. That one's on Max. Speaking of which. See, I know how to stream. I don't like streaming games. I like streaming TV shows. I'm proud of you. You know how to stream. I'm smart. I just don't. I like streaming shows or my programs, as I call them. I don't want to stream games. So my question is, Mike, Mm. for later on, I guess what they're doing, like the Red Sox, where they follow them the entire season. Yes. Are you going to watch that? Oh, by the way. What? Uh, a fellow fan of yours, Mex, told me to tell you, hey. Uh, hi. Have you ever heard how he refers to the Boston Red Sox? It is amazing. It's probably very unsavory. It, And he was like, oh, no, you have to say it that way. Yeah, no, I wouldn't do that. Just like uh, Evan <laughs> shared with me, Kenny and him were coming up with a pitch for a sitcom. I can't even tell you the title. I walked away. Well, it rhymes with duck. <laughs> Think Jerry Falwell. It's, it's <laughs> quite a... Quite a broad-based pitch they offered me. Uh, Luck? <laughs> okay. But, uh, yeah, are you going to watch that Red Sox show? I, it depends. My issue when teams do the whole, whoa, behind the scenes. Well, the teams never actually let you behind the scenes. I'm considering it, especially after what Rafael Devers did uh, at, the, at the press conference, going, eh, front office didn't do nothing this offseason. We needed a lot more. That's the face of your franchise. Well, what do you think they should have done? Hey, everybody in this room knows what we need. He basically threw the whole pitching staff under the bus. I'll probably give it a shot. But people, sports TV, what are you turning to in a post-football world where the Wings might only play twice in a week? Or you don't like college basketball. Lord knows we don't have an NBA team. What are you filling the void with? As we hurdle towards March Madness, opening day, and then, you know, draft season is is a thing. I've offered you the answer. And Greater Life Church has backed us financially. If you don't like it, they'll refund your money. 248-539-9797. Not true. What we have asked is I wondered in your household, in your group chat, at the office, does it sound like here at 97.1, where a lot of people in a post-football world are struggling finding sports television? Okay, not, not hey, I'm going to watch Marvel doo-doo-doo. I, no. Okay, see, 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 
I was going to give your show a shot. I didn't make any horse. That wasn't directed at you. No, no, actually it was. That felt very personal. It was not. Very personal. I didn't. Little, little, way too close. Like, you know what? Listen, I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna give this a shot. I didn't make any horse racing jokes. You should try it because it is a, it's entertainment. Uh, I, I I am going to try it. It, You know, like I said, I've been watching a lot of different murder mysteries just as a palate cleansing. That's the problem with most TV now. It all involves killing. No one makes comedies anymore because you basically everyone's canceled. I've, well, I found out it's it's something that Wojo and I have in common. What's that? Alcohol. It's, it's, <laughs> those type of shows that I'm still waiting to see Wojo's basement make a guest spot on one of those killing shows. You don't want to go down there. Uh, two four eight five three nine ninety seven ninety seven. David, you're telling me the ticket texts are are, are flying. So go ahead. What are yeah, people? Yeah, people are telling us what they're watching. Uh, someone saying Ted Lasso. That show sucks. <laughs> Honest to God, I was told it's the greatest show in the world. You're going to love it. I tried to watch it. I tried it twice. I go, what am I missing? I feel like I'm getting punked. That show is god-awful. Awful. Uh, someone's saying, I have some sports for you to watch. You can watch the English Premier League. Hop on board, people. Mm, okay. Okay. Uh, thank you. Uh, it's an older show waiting for the second season, but Apple TV also has Severance. Fantastic show. A couple years old now, but I feel like no one watches Apple TV. No, but David, no one. Yeah. Go I'm ahead. I was say saying it's sports programming is what we're after, people. Go it's, ahead. No, Severance is not sports programming, and Severance is one of those shows that you really have to pay attention to, and I don't think the people have that type of an attention span. So. Evan Jenkins joining us. Yes, Evan. My comments are useless because you said it had to be sports related. So I I'm, I have literally nothing to bring now. No, all right, go ahead. What? What? I was going to say, you need to start watching mindless dating TV. No, absolutely not. Love is Blind on Netflix. An amazing show. No. We are in a post-football vortex. You have no idea what the person looks like and you fall in love with their voice. Yeah, they get engaged with never meeting. No. It's always a train wreck. It's dude, it's good, Mike. Look, for me, I'm easy because college basketball fills a lot of the void. What we do with the podcast, it fills the void. Red Wings, tomorrow, we're doing the playoff push special. We are kicking it off. We're having a ribbon cutting ceremony. Kenny's going to be dressed as the marquee. Every time you guys do this, I feel like they lose three in a row. That's why we're doing it. <laughs> it's for the content. We are kicking off the playoff push tomorrow. I'm making a point. Like, all you guys are bitching and moaning. I wish ESPN would make more 30 for 30s. Uh, Full Swing comes out March 6th, Season 2. Netflix hit show on the PGA Tour. Uh, I understand. Yeah. Or I, you can sit care. and watch Javi Baez bat left-handed. Oh, that would be fun. No, he actually is doing that right now. <laughs> no, video. do they just, like, flip the video around? No, no. he's for, for what reason? <laughs> Can't get worse? <laughs> I guess so. It's like, you know what? Try a lefty. You know, Phil Mickelson started golfing right-handed, and they're like, hey, maybe you're better lefty. David, go ahead. Welcome to Wrexham is a good show. I think that comes on FX or something like that. Soccer. Yeah, it's Ryan yeah. Reynolds and um, uh, my man from Always Sunny, Rob. Uh, I don't know. You're, you're going to go episode one of Horse Players today. Yeah, for sure. I'm excited. Now, are you going to be gummied out of your mind, or am I going no, to be able to get a, not tonight. get a real review here? It's Wednesday, but is it like just a bunch of degenerates sitting around? It's even better. And are they all <laughs> what Italian fellas? No. Wow. Okay. No. Wow. No. So Some the are. first guy's name was Conti. 
Can't convince me he's not. There are a couple of Italian people. There are plenty that are not. <laughs> okay. Thank you for your concern. I'm curious. But he makes fun of Marvel movies. So. Keep it rolling, David. Yeah, someone says, on this show, is there a horse betting team that only bets on great horses? That no. from BC. Oh, I'm in for that. <laughs> a lot Genetically of, faster. <laughs> a lot of people have already seen this, but I am watching Last Chance You on Netflix. It is pretty entertaining. I got That show jumped the shark for me. I, I, I watched the first season, and I tried to get back into it when they went to a different school, and the coach was a total whack. I'm like, I can't do this. Oh, Last Chance You? Yeah. Oh, it's good. The basketball yeah. one's pretty good. I like that coach. He's a he seems like a good dude. I can't remember well, the the one documentary I told you about the, with the crazy coach that had the fake high school Bishop Sycamore. Oh yeah, on HBO. That, that was one's a great pretty good. Wow. Um, if you go that no no that is the making of a psychopath. God, right I forget there. the name of it, but it's youth football, like little kids, like ten year olds, and they follow them around reality style. Really, it is. Crazy. Evan, I can see that every week. So, no, it's yeah. exactly what you would think of. And you would be amazed at, come on, you, you want to make it to the league? Like, Oh, cussing them out. He's seven. Kids are crying while drinking their juice serious? box. It's awesome. Go go cry to your mother? Right. Well, and she's standing there, and it's his I'm wife. Like, right, I'm like, David, you're a pastor. <laughs> Not between these lines, I ain't. <laughs> That's so you've been there before. <laughs> oh, Curb Your Enthusiasm this week I heard was all about golf. That's a sports episode. That's just one and episode back from the final yeah. season. Oh, Mike, you are so right. It's a phenomenal show. I just love the show. I could not stop watching it. It's tremendous. It, it, and it, Waterford. Thank you. I'm glad I got some support here. I'm just trying to help people. No, I'm I'm going to watch it. I mean, as soon as I finish with this one, it's on there. I'm not Evan. I'm not going to promise you I'm watching it tonight. No, no, one no, episode. No, I'm only watching one. No, no. Whoa, tonight. Whoa, whoa. I'm not ripping through 10 horse racing shows tonight. No, no. It's it's <laughs> entertainment. Let's not label this. Or wait, or I'm trying to think maybe it's something I'll save and like watch it on the plane. Fine. Also fine. Whatever you need to improve your sports viewing in the absence of football, which is are now dearly departed. That's all I'm here for. I want to add some value. For me, College Hoops takes care of most of it. Yeah, someone says, I can tell you, Mike, your suggestion, we started watching Louder Milk. It is amazing. We love it. So I watched this one. Great too. show. Louder Milk. Great show. The, 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 the little bit he does in there about stop talking that way. That's not your real voice. It's the truth. It's really good. Roberto's been trying to sell Louder this one to me. Great. He's out yeah. here back here saying it's great. About? Oh, I'm a big Peter Livingston fan. Office Space. Peter from Office Space. Ron Livingston, rather. Uh, he's a drug counselor, but he's a complete bleephole and sarcastic, and he, and he power bombs all these addicts. And he's just, like, real with them. And his life's a disaster. It's a very caustic, sarcastic, but funny Comedy. What's that hockey show? Kenny knows it. Uh, Shorzy or whatever. That's coming That's across. That's supposed the text. to be really good. That people love. Um, What's Shorzy? It's a comedy it's like about hockey. Canadian or hockey bros essentially, and they live life, and they're kind of degenerates. One of them looks like Will Birchfield that works here. It's, it's, it's people love this show. Okay, love this it. is good. Hey, we are banding together in a solutions based effort. Sports TV for the masses, while football is leftist. Only so many mock drafts you can do, boys. Yes, Dave. See, I'm wondering how many people are going to go back and rewatch the different Lions games from this year. Oh, gosh. I can't do that. That's 
brutal. No, no, not saying the last one, yeah, but go watch the Cowboys you, game all over again. Right. No, no, not the Cowboys, yeah, but no, the Rams and the Bucks, and you know, I know, but knowing the outcome, do you really want to go and do that? Yeah, like, that's why I couldn't do it. I haven't watched replayed a Michigan State game in like Evan, well, Evan, 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 Evan. It was all I had for the last couple of years. Go back and replay the K nine game. That yeah, was but it. we know how the season. Ended. I know, but they I lost I, to Purdue. I know, punched in the throat by Ohio State. Evan, <laughs> Evan, just now pre- I'm depressed. I'm out of here. Just Please. appreciate the little <laughs> moments, man. Evan, I go. can't because I've worked with him so long. I only see the big picture. That's and, right. And, that's right. Go and, have a gummy. Go and enjoy that, yourself. And, and that's why I go walking to the flea market. <laughs> I mean, we went to, and it changed his life. Rico hangs out at joints. You can buy a parakeet, a boombox, and a hubcap. And get a tattoo. All right, we'll get... And you need some Jesus statue candles? There you go. We'll get you some football next. Look, without football, the sports void, the sports TV void. I've offered a suggestion to the fellas here. Uh, and we were taking a few of yours. We're going to get to football here in about eight minutes. Let me go to Paul, who's up next, 97.1. Paulie, what's going on, buddy? Hey, guys. Great listening. Thank you, bud. Uh, what's on your mind? Brock Brockmeyer. Love it. With Hank Azaria. <laughs> Love it. He He's a disgraced play-by-play guy. It's fantastic. It's great, and it's irreverent, and it's comedy, and it's sports. It checks all the boxes. Yep. Love it. It's a yeah, great show. I thought I, I asked the screener. He said nobody brought it up, so I'm bringing it up. Hell yeah. Go back and watch it again. That's Listen, I just did that with Horse Players. I watched it 10 years ago when it was out. I rewatched it. That's how good it is. Okay. Sensational. Uh, it's a degenerate discotheque. It's fabulous. David, a few. Oh, hold on. Before I go to Dave with the ticket text, can I offer you another Rick Patino classic? Oh boy! Now we're not we're not going down this road, but obviously he's been in the media because he power bombed. He did the press conference equivalent of the chair drop. <laughs> he came out after blowing a 19 point lead against Seton Hall, and he goes, "Look, this is simple. We're not athletic. We can't move side to side. We foul too much. You want to know why? Our players aren't athletic." And then he names them, and he goes, "Rafael Soriano, not athletic. Bobby Conway, he tries, not athletic." Well, naturally, it's 2024. Everyone's got to be outraged by everything. Mm-hmm. You'd think he called every guy on the team a dumbass and a bleephole. Well, he didn't. He didn't yell. He didn't go nuts. People wanted him to walk the comments back. He goes, I'm not taking any of that back. I wanted them to hear what I said. Well, <laughs> this is unbelievable. So a former player of Patino who played for him, at Iona, which is where he was last year before taking the St. John's job. This player, a guy named Quinn Slazinski, has transferred to West Virginia. Okay. <laughs> he was asked about it. He says that Rick Patino threatened to, quote, chop him up in seven pieces and send him back home if he didn't box out better. <laughs> Close. That's not real. No. What? <laughs> I have the audio of Quinn Slazinski saying That's this. great. <laughs> hold on, though. Now, hold on. We can laugh about it because, genuinely, it takes a lot for us to be offended. But it got me thinking to how we started the show. But now, please do not compare the two as men. All right, Rick Pitino's moral compass has been lost for a while. 
You might dislike Tom Izzo, but I'm sorry. All right, I don't have any Italian bistro Izzo highlight reels like we do with Patino. The point I'm making is they're both grade A basketball coaches. Do we agree? They are both Hall of Fame basketball coaches. Mm -hmm. And they are both going to completely bomb out if they don't change in today's college basketball. Look, you can't. See, he went the exact opposite, though. He just said, everybody from the portal, come on in. Right. And he doesn't like them. Kicked out A.J. Stores, who's lighting it up in Wisconsin. Right. He, he, He was asked the question. He goes, would you do it all over again? And he goes, I didn't have a choice. We had to take whoever was willing to come. He was candid. You can't do that today. You can't tell a player you're going to chop him up at seven pieces and send him home if he doesn't box out. Guys like Izzo and Patino, you're not going to make it in today's game like this. You're not. And it's funny because, you know, Thomas, he mentions that a lot during press conference, especially after losses. Like, I can't say the stuff that I want to say to players, but you saw, like, but you didn't, you were on vacation, but just how he got into Cooper's face and just yelling at him. You could read his lips and him and what he asked him and what the bleep are you doing out here? And yeah, it's it's a different game. But Mike, I don't think the coaches like that are gonna change. And no, I don't think he's literally gonna chop him up into seven pieces. But I can't say <laughs> I've heard worse. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I heard worse. Uh correct. <laughs> it's like yeah, you you and I have uh, some highlight <laughs> reels from our our years. So yes, quite a uh, quite a week for Rick Pitino. David on the ticket text, and David, I have just sent you the Slazinski audio since you don't believe me. No, 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 I believe you. It just sounds like why would a coach do that? That's all. Wow. Uh, Brock Meyer show about an MLB announcer, but he does all the drugs and alcohol. It is hilarious. I love that. <laughs> Uh, someone's responding to, uh, Rico, you said watching the Lions game. Someone, Mitch in Chicago, says, I used to fall asleep to game seven of the 2009 Stanley Cup Finals, and it was on Hulu. Maybe because it made me want to keep my eyes shut. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Someone else. I'm just saying, like, some, I, you rewatch some of the games, and especially if you had a good season. Like, I'm quite sure, David, you and a lot of Michigan fans – Come the summertime, maybe you, you know what, once a week I'm going to pick a game and do the entire Michigan season, all 15 games, just to give me a little taste of what Michigan football is going to be about. I don't need to do 15 about. games. I just need one. Just okay. one. F1, Drive to Survive on Netflix. Good show. It is. I'm not into F1, but that's a very entertaining, very well-produced. That's the key with sports TV. It has to be well-produced. It's unforgiving. When you watch sports television and it's not well put together, not you could speak to it way more than me because you've been on the TV side, you lose so much of what you're looking for if the sports portion of it. Like sports movies fail invariably because they can't recreate the sports. Looking at you, remember the Titans. Some of the worst filmed football ever. Which is why, as bad as it was, I'd like any given Sunday because they actually took cameras out on the storyline was horrible, but the actual game footage, like they were on the field and they got former players out there playing where TL was playing for like the, the Dallas team. So yeah, storyline was not good. Not optimal. David, and then, uh, last one, Willie Beeman. I'll read is someone saying, has anyone mentioned power slap? That's the, where they're slapping people oh. across. Those are psychopaths. <laughs> They are. 
I've seen some of that footage. It's like on social media, and it's, it's just real. And it's like the guy is just sitting there hyping himself up, and then you 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 hit him as hard as you can, and he just starts going, just laughing at you. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, you know what? I'm tapping out. Yeah, this I- this man is not about to hit me. I lose. Because <laughs> you just know <laughs> it's, it's, this is not going to end well, which I'm still shocked. Like we live in this whole concussion type. That is a sport that screams. Yeah, but you're going to be brain dead in a few years. But in a combat sport that is unapologetic and doesn't have a player's union, you can get away with it. Yeah. Think about it. I, 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 look, ultimately, you know, it's also it's not like whatever that is. They don't have some major TV deal. No. But if you ever see some of it, it's... No, I've seen it. I'm just kind of like, okay, I hope you're getting paid a lot for that. This guy will... Nope, I'm tapping out. And Rico falls backwards, doesn't get hit, eliminated. As you would say, Mike, I got the Holy Ghost. I'm done. See? Oh, yeah! (laughs) Perfect example. Rico's doing his own trust fall. All right, 5 o'clock. Great to have you with us. If you want, and I know it's very uh, niche... But if you wanted to hear Michigan State basketball talk, Rico and I opened up briefly, and we did a comparison of where we think the program is at and a Detroit pro team and where they were at a little while ago. Odyssey.com rewind on that. Uh, We also got into filling the post-football void with sports TV. All of it is there for you, and of course, we'll have some football at 530. But I wanted to bring this back. I got a piece of audio for you. And it was just this thing, you're, you're, it's a dog whistle. And what I mean is, in this town, teams seemingly, unlike it's unlike anywhere else. They are allowed to be like, well, you haven't made the playoffs in 10 years, but check out the new brisket nachos. You know, you haven't ever won 100 games in a season. Hey, we got new showers. It's like, all right, guys, I don't need a dog whistle. That that that's how I manage my dogs at home. Hey, don't don't go chasing the damn rabbits and don't eat their doo doo. Here, I've got a luxury treat for you. It's a dog whistle. I want to play this because for all of the conversation, we had a ton of it yesterday about the Lions and Brad Holmes. We got to make a move. How is it that the Tigers have just flown completely under the radar? They play in the worst division in baseball. They had a ton of money go off the books. They're going to enter this season with a lower payroll than last year. And they are roughly $50 million underneath what a league average payroll is. 50-5-0. And yet, we're getting deluged by mad libs, as I like to call them. Fun articles. You know, Jack Flaherty knows the Tigers want to win because he's got a new shower. Oh, Chris Illich, oh, team's going to get a new plane. I must have missed how that benefits Bob and Woodhaven. Because <laughs> the only thing we care about in non-shower land is this team hasn't sniffed the playoffs, much less their own armpit in a decade. And they didn't get tangibly better. Don't sell me Mark Canna. Now, Kenta Maeda, I don't mind. Innings eater, crafty. I'm fine with Maeda. The Flaherty thing, you can miss me with it. That's a guy who hadn't been any good or healthy in four or five years. I'm, I'm not into it. But we got a new plane. Great. The point I'm making is I don't want to hear the audio that David's going to play 
when you know what you don't have? A third baseman. You know what you don't have? A balanced lineup. You know what you do have? Javi Baez blindfolded. And <laughs> let me be unequivocal because I don't want my words twisted. I'm not asking them to do something stupid. No, you don't just cave to Scott Boris and give, you know, Bellinger or Matt Chapman something ridiculous. No, but I'd love you to make the call. I'd love to read a piece like I just read that the Mariners have had conversations about bringing Chapman in. I'd like to know that what you're saying matches up with your actions because I don't feel like it does. And let me be even more clear. You can't call me a hater because what I'm about to say next I'll back up. I think they have every right to believe they can win this division this year. The AL Central is trash. It's not good. No, You can win this division. So why, if what he's about to play is true, are you not following it up with actions that make me know that it's true? David, hit the Scott Harris music. of doing everything except what's on the field. Did I miss where the Tigers made a trade at the winter meetings? You know what helped Minnesota win the division last year? Acquiring Pablo Lopez. You know how they did it? They made a trade with the Marlins. Like, what trade did they make? What acquisitions have they made that are truly, look, no disrespect, but Flaherty and Maeda are number four and five in my rotation. And Mark Canna? Come on. So the team openly admits they don't have a third baseman. We're going to do it by committee. Yep. Are you? Now, I love the fact that as long as their head is screwed on right, they paid Colt Keith, that's your opening day second baseman. Love it. They have some players that I'm optimistic about. But, Rico, I don't want to hear that from Scott Harris when I can't tell my audience the moves they've made that are commiserate with that word soup. Because, it's, look, opening day is not far away. You know what you're not going to see? Even a, a replacement-level third baseman, a replacement-level shortstop. You're not going to have a veteran who can come in here and hit 30 bombs. Look, Matt Chapman's got a lot of problems now. He's going to strike out. He's not going to hit 260. But Matt Chapman, outside of last year, and he battled some injuries, he's probably going to hit 26, 27 home runs. And he's a gold-glove third baseman. I mean, and even if you can't get a long-term deal with him, try. Or, hey, how about, Costa put it best, we'll use each other. Give us one year. Yep. We'll pay you one year. And again. Prove it. If well, you and, and if you can parlay this into a better deal, we'll pack your bags And for before you. people call up and say, well, what if they say no? I wouldn't be mad. I'm not mad if you can't get it done. If somebody doesn't want to be here or what they require to be here is simply outrageous the fact is tigers aren't trying they're not a single report and if you want to tell me oh well how do you know because anytime a team calls on a scott boris client there's a report you didn't call your owner is so committed to winning why because he bought some tube tvs put in a new loofah in the shower i don't care The team plane, wake me up when you, the fan, get to ride it. 
Let me know if we're handing out NetJet cards and fans get a ride on, on Tiger Paul 1. No one cares. You know what we care about? Runs. Winning. You realize the Tigers have never, in my lifetime, won 100 baseball games? Hmm. All right, and it's a decade since they've been relevant. You know how you know how I can know Chris Illich is committed to winning? Get me a ball player. All right, get, get me a guy who has done something in this league that's going to help my young players get better and insulate the lineup and, and preferably hit the better part of 30 home runs. Can you do that for me? Rico, I, I look, I, I know it's probably I'm I'm a little I'm out the gate early here. I know people aren't in baseball mode. But I I I don't like comments like that. That bothers me. Oh wow, we got a new scoreboard. Guys, I don't care. I want to win. You could play the games in a cornfield if you win 96 of them. <laughs> Seriously, man. Here, go 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 play where the Packard plant is. You win 96 games, I'm in. It just I'd love to know from you guys if, if you, A, have you paid any attention or did the Lions just take up all the oxygen? But why is it the Tigers are allowed to glide? They're allowed to skate. All summer, Steve Eiserman was on the clock. It's time. You do a little something for us, Stevie. Troy Weaver rightfully gets pounded on. And even the Lions through their failures, and now their ascent to being competitive. Mm -hmm. They have been dogged every step of the way. How do the Detroit Tigers escape this? How, how are they allowed to have an offseason with all this money coming up? Think about this. Think of any other team in town. Think about Steve Eiserman having that payroll. Be work with me, hockey people. I know the numbers aren't the same, but the, the, the wings of the 21st payroll, and they're $50 million from being league average, and they had a ton of money come off the books, and Iserman did nothing. Nothing of relevance. Do you know what that reception would be? Imagine the Pistons this summer. All that cap space and doing nothing. Just hitting the floor. Or God help us, the Lions. No. But the Tigers, Rico, it's it's unbelievable. Because, Mike, because in baseball, it's the one sport. Well, hockey is the same where you can promote the unknown. Your farm system. We got guys. They're going to be here. Trust us on this. You'll see, look at all, and then and then all of a sudden when you when you get the Riley Greens, when you get those who come up from the farm system, it's like, okay, maybe they know something. If you hit on a couple players, then the fans will believe, okay, you guys got a, a good farm system. We'll wait and see. We don't need to go and get the free agents, the high-priced players. We'll do it the organic way. But, wow, um, I just looked at their records. Yeah, you're you're right. In your lifetime, at least I did see the I guess the only 100 wins in 1984. There you go. I'm just making a point. And again, what I don't want to do, don't don't go all nerd with me. We can if you want. Well, what about Jace Jung? He's not here. I don't know if he can play, and I'm not worried about him in 2025 or six. If I bring in Matt Chapman and he ain't no good. I have the answer behind him. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to sit here and worry about it. I want to win this division. It's not your money. You have money to spend. They have money to spend. Go spend it. Get the team better. It's, and even if, you, even if you bring him in and it does not work out, okay. Chapman didn't work out. You spent, you know, $25, 30000000 million a year for him for, for a one-year deal. All right, you move on. But if not, you're sitting there wondering – 
you, you start to question how badly do you want this? Or is it the old age old thing? Does Do the fans want to win this division more than the team wants to win the division? I don't know what the fans And I think want. that I think the team has kind of broken the fans of no expectations. Just come out and have fun. And I know you don't like when I say that, <laughs> but I do think that this team is broken. Man, you know who else is doing that right now? The Pistons. I know. Pistons are breaking their fan base saying, don't expect wins. Let's have fun. It's you might as well pass out orange slices at the end of every game yep. because that's what it feels like. Yeah, and look, Scott Harris, smart baseball guy. I like the hire, everything I knew, and I have a couple friends out in the, the Bay Area who who followed this guy's work, and I, I don't have a negative thing to say. I just I don't have to like that he got bamboozled at the trade deadline. The Erod thing was a disaster. I don't have to like the offseason. It's wholly underwhelming, and I have no idea what they were doing handing Jack Flaherty $14 million. No idea. Now, they think they can turn him around, turn him into Lorenzen 2.0 and flip him? God bless. My point is, I needed, I said it all last year. The only thing I want when Miggy's dead body is out of here, go get me some impactful bats. Let's help the young players. Let's get this offense going. We can't, we can't have a bottom five offense in continuum. You got to support your pitchers. You got to, come on. They did, they, they, don't, don't tell me, Mark Canna. I just, I don't know. I, maybe it's the New Yorker in me. I do want it more. I feel like they can win the Central. I do too. And we're sitting here where guys like Bellinger and, and, and Chapman are out there, and I can't even get a report that says Tigers picked up phone and farted into the receiver. I can't even get that. And you're hey, right. Hey, Scott Harris from the Tigers here. <laughs> Click. No. Like something. No, you're something. right. Something. You would end up hearing something. Morse would make sure that you knew somebody, the Tigers contacted me about one of my clients. And then they'd be off the hook in my world. At least they tried. Uh, David, what do you have? Matt Chapman, Cody Bellinger, are Ben Gordon and Charlie V. Don't spend just to say you spent. Time to make some trades, though. The free agent pool dried up. Tom and Flat Rock. Tom, I'll meet you halfway. Because you're at least saying you wanted to make a move. And I am not turning those two players into perfect ball players. They are not. I am not telling you to spend $150 million. I am using those players because they are there for the low, low cost of money. The whole point I was making, you don't have a third baseman. Here's one. Not perfect, but the idea that they will openly and brazenly go into a year you could win the division without having any third baseman, almost mocking the idea of having it. Oh, and we still have to look at Avi Baez. And then you get the spring training nonsense about showers and airplanes and loofahs. That's the premise. So you're not going to be ready when they break out the new menu for Comerica Park. Because you know that's coming as well. I know. I just don't have to go along with it. And I along with the different bobblehead nights and all the different things are going to I'm a very simple creature. You are. I want to win. You are. Anything other than winning is unacceptable. I want to win. And it, Tiger fans, it's, it's been a decade. Tigers are telling you they're, they're not about winning. They're about entertaining. So then do me a favor. Don't be in the media talking about how committed the owner is. Don't do that. That's it. That's fair. It's a fair deal. No, that's fair. Because they, they're about entertaining the people. They're not about winning. I'm 23 years old. The Tigers have disappointed me. From what I knew of them, they were a competitive and relevant team. Now they're not, and it's embarrassing. It is. And again... I have high hopes for him this year. And some of the players 
I can see a pathway to being okay. But man, how you don't add a legitimate veteran bat, especially when you have this glaring hole at third base. You didn't trade. You didn't sign. And spare me, you just moved Jace Chung to third. You just tried him out at third. If he were so good, he'd be up here. Don't, don't give me this hole. We don't want to block him. All right? <laughs> He's not Caminero like the Rays have or Gunnar Henderson for the O's. All right, just take it easy. Oh, we don't want to block Jackson Holiday. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the Tigers have plenty of money to spend and lack depth. Hold oh, on. Time, oh, time sorry. out. I'm sorry. No, I'm just, I'm, I'm la- because what you're saying is true. I'm just laughing because... It am- it amazes me that it still upsets you, but I like the fact that it does upset you because <laughs> I get it, I've, I've I've reached a point where I know it's just who they are. I know, like the Lions shocked me because all of a sudden things really changed, and it used to be every year the same for the Lions. Oh, wait till you see this. We're retooling. We're doing. Yeah, sure. You'll you'll win, you know, seven eight games, and all of a sudden it was like, whoa, you're serious. The Tigers are in that same window. If they really made some improvements, you could you could reach these goals. It's Agreed. not that hard. I agree totally. Go ahead, David. I'm sorry, buddy. The Tigers have plenty of money to spend and lack the depth. Overspend on one-year deals and bring in a big-time hitter. Add the depth. It's not that hard. No, it's hard when you don't pick up the phone. See, I'm not on here advocating some four- or five-year deal. And if that's what these cats want, 30 days out from spring training, God bless. Get it elsewhere. Show me a report that you tried before I got to hear about the new team soap. Let's go to John, 97.1. Johnny, what's going on, bud? Hey, Mike. Nice talking to you. It's my first time, so Welcome. bear with me. How are you? I I totally agree with you. It was a couple years ago when Chris said that the rebuild was over. I haven't seen anything, and I just I can't imagine J.D. Martinez, who's going to guarantee you 30 bombs, and they're, they're going to wait on Colt Key to see if he can hit 15 or 20. If you throw J.D. in there, he he helps Torque, he helps Green, and he's a bad middle of your lineup that Javi's not and that Miggy wasn't because he was 104 years old. Johnny, you know what's interesting? We had a caller earlier bring up J.D.'s name, and I wasn't dismissive of it because from a data standpoint, look, I have no idea if he would come here, if he would want a multi-year. Remember, he's been playing for the Dodgers here now for a couple of years. But my point is, take out the one year he was injured. Every other year, he's played about 125 games a year, and he's giving you minimum a 790 OPS and maximum a 986. John, he's still producing. So I'm not dismissive of you being creative and going, man, one-year deal, pay him 20 mil, and insulate Torque, put him in the lineup. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be mad. I'd give him two at like 35. You know what, John? Do whatever you want to do because you're trying. They're not. You're, you're picking up the phone. I, John, I'm with you. So, so again, you know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want other people to twist my words. I'm not leading the charge for any one particular guy. But whether it's John calling in with JD here, whether it's me bringing up a Gold Glove third baseman that's sitting around, guys, let let's let's just let's go for it a little bit. That doesn't mean you do something stupid. I'm not saying that. Man, alive. It's like, I can't believe I got to watch another year of Javi Bias. No, because it's. I, I got guess, another year of watching Matt Veerling. What? I guess the stupid thing for me would be taking a chance on a Trevor Bauer. Incentive laden contract, one year deal. He wants to prove it. He wants back in. 
Oh, but 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 we have to have a rotation spot for checks notes. Ghost of Casey Mize. Like, no, I'm with you. That that's a, listen, you don't have to like your ball players. Right. You don't have to tell your kids to look up to these people. That's a Cy Young Award winner that's desperate to pitch and will do it for crumbs. And again, you want to go into the backstory, the off the field. He ended up largely exonerated. Now, does he do some bad stuff? Is he a little bit of a weirdo? Yeah. yeah. Look, I listened to a long-form interview with him. He did in New York. You can go listen to it. It's at a, I'm sure it's available, odyssey.com from uh, FAN. He was in the building. You don't have to like him. Mm-hmm. The point I'm making is I got to go up against the Twins in the front of their rotation. Pop, Pablo Lopez, who's awesome. They have Bailey Ober. They got Joe Ryan. They got some good now. The back end of that rotation. Let me help you. But the point is, I'm trying to beat that team. Yep. They won 87 games last year. My job's to win 88. Let me see if we can get there. It's just disappointing, buddy. Um, we'll get more to people in a second. I know we got to get some football in the mix. Let's keep it somewhat timely. 97-1. Tomorrow, tomorrow's Kenny's, Kenny Cott's day. Kenny is excited. It's Kenny's birthday? Yeah, he's going to be manscaping. It's going to be very exciting for Kenny tomorrow as he comes in pantsless to kick off the playoff drive. Red Wings playoff drive. LGRW. We are, we are, it is going to be exciting. Kenny is going to guide us because tomorrow will mark a critical six games where five of them, there are no layups in the National Hockey League, but five of these games are very winnable. And they need to do so, so we can be buyers at the deadline. Kenny, is this is the time for me to break out the flag? I don't know, Rico. If it doesn't work, are you going to yell at me again? Yeah. Okay. So let's do. Let's say no then. All right. Let's say no to that. <laughs> um, David, some ticket text before Woji and Rieger come in. Ah, uh, someone says the scoreboard, Mike Rico. Shot <laughs> from Warren, but he also says spend the, the money on JD. <laughs> Two years, $24 million. No, they're not They're not going to do it. I'm just saying why I don't need to hear Hinch or Harris or anybody talk about Chris's commitment. I just I don't need to hear it. Jake in Bloomfield Hill says it's a really bad free agent year. I think they'll be all in on Bergman next offseason, which is why they are leaving third base open. Really? Because his name's Bregman. Right. Boner. <laughs> Maybe it's autocorrect. That doesn't matter. (laughs) Don't get all, oh, as they say on the midday show, don't get all chesty on the text. You can't even pronounce the guy's name. But here's what's amazing. Oh, go sign Bob Dingus. You mean Porzingis? (laughs) Here's another thing that's amazing with the text. Okay, so say they are going to get Bregman next year or go after him. So you just leave third base open for a year because you're going... David, what? When people are in the business of rationalizing and absolving their team, you can't talk to them. You can't. It's every bit as difficult if you're trying to talk to someone who will never give credit. It would be the equivalent of like the Red Wings winning the Stanley Cup and you're like you're a Ducks fan and you wouldn't you would be like, "No, you're still no good." That there's no conversation to be had. Very true. Mike, I agree with your take on the Tigers. Scott Harris didn't do his job this offseason. The fact that he hasn't kicked the tires on adding maybe at least Trevor Bauer to the bullpen is criminal. 
Nah, just just anyone I care about. That's where I'm not going to attach myself to one player. I don't think there is there's any perfect player. But also, you know, if it's such a bad free agent class, maybe you've heard of trades. Weird. I didn't know those were a possibility. Well, it's part it's about? part of what bolstered the twins. They didn't wait on prospects. They went out and traded and got an ace. That's how that, that's partially what helps you win the division. Between the trade deadline and the winter meetings and where we're sitting, I have every right to say I'm just not impressed. I don't think that's criminal. No, it's not criminal. Oh, but hey, we've got new loofahs at the team facility. See-through pants. They got new loofahs. They got got new hand sanitizer down at the ballpark. And we got rid of tube TVs. So don't worry that we don't have a third baseman. It's all good. You can keep reading while he plugs in. He's the only human who does radio, has a microphone off, and makes a ton of noise while he's trying to plug in. Uh, What do you want? I'll read this one. I do believe Javi is going to have a better season. Been telling everyone the Tigers are going to have a big year. Torque, 42 bombs. Carp, 35. Green, 23. Meadows, 25. Javi, 20. Hold on, just just real quick. Uh, A couple of guys you met. Look, Torque turned it on in the second half. Uh, the rest of the people you mentioned, a little different mm-hmm. story. Yeah, everybody's in love with Kerry Bonds. The That's last quarter of the season, <laughs> not great, but he said he believes Baez is going to be better. Mike, you're going to hate me for this opinion. Sure. We're going to actually talk about it at six. I, too, think Javier Baez will rebound. Can I get, thinks he's going to win the Triple Crown. No, can, no. Can I get the sarcasm out of the way, and then we can talk? Like no, no, I'm yeah. serious. I have reasons no, at 6 no, o'clock. Me. Oh, okay. yeah. You yeah. have oh. sarcasm. Well, it can't get worse. I know. Uh, okay. I know that's okay. exactly that, what I was I, thinking. Now I mean, that I've got that off my chest, okay, see, I didn't it? know that was sarcasm. I was yeah. just thinking. Oh, I thought you guys thought I was Here, being sarcastic. Here's what I would ask. I need you. Well, you do whatever the hell you want. It's your airtime. Oh, thank you. Define what better is. Um, I want to know if the better is going to interest me or if it's just, hey, you went from homeless to part-time homeless. What if he What if he cut his strikeout total in half? Is that even possible? I mean, in half. <laughs> Hold on. What about if he improves his chase like rate? Like from 400 no, down to 200 What strikeouts. about this? What about this? I'll, I'll give you this number. 774 OPS. OPS. See, I don't know what you guys are bitching about. Do you want a third baseman or do you want better concession items? I don't understand what you're complaining about. Hey, 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 hey. When, when the ladies from Bloomfield Hills go down for their little club, they want to have more options at the ballpark. Right, like Temple Bethel goes down exactly. for uh, you know, a nice Sunday at the ballpark. Yes. They want to enjoy the... Uh... Can you get a nice uh, fruit salad of some sort? With every syllable? Yeah. My desire to physically strike him goes what? up. Yeah, what? well, I, I deal with it all the time. You know what's funny, though? Rico it truly really does. believes. Like, Rico's a Braves fan. He truly believes baseball is essentially the circus. How about a Caesar like. rap? Like, you're just like, ah, oh, whatever, let's just go enjoy ourselves. Nobody no, cares if they win or lose. No, no, I'm not saying it's a circus. I'm saying people here just want to have a well, good time at the ballpark. No, but when they yeah, but were that good. winning? When yes, they were going, no, God. those crowds were no, 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 great they when are. they were winning. They, they were, were winning. amazing, and right. I want it back. Oh, I agree. Oh, but you, in that absence, every night. you're getting the same thing with the Pistons right now, where it's just about going down, 
crossing your fingers, hoping they win. No, okay. no, no, no. Just no, no, no. Experience. And for the Tigers, it's a great day. It's sunny out. It's like the wind is blowing in, and you can go and get some drinks and hang out with your fellas or whoever. I want to win. That's no, it. No, if, they, if they win, great. But if they don't win, do. are, you, are you leaving the ballpark bummed? No. no. I mean, maybe, no, depending on how they lose. Well, you are leaving the ballpark bummed if you think you have a good team and you're not winning. Like those 06, 012. How about the 08? And, 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 and the expectations, have, expectations have lowered now where it's just they try to entice you with bobbleheads and bark at the park. Well, every Saturday and all you this other away. stuff. Right, the giveaways. Okay, can, can I, I just ask you guys a question before you leave? Yeah. I was listening to the horse racers uh, talk. I enjoyed it's horse that. players. I'm sorry, horse players. What? W- what was the hockey show you're talking about? That everybody- Shorzy. What's it called? Shorzy. Shorzy. Have you heard of this? We were talking no. about in the post football this this gray area we're in. Yeah. Shorzy. Before March Madness or before opening day, sports TV to fill the void. I gave the guys a great show that's now available on Amazon Prime yeah. or uh, Apple. It's about horses? Uh, it's about professional gamblers. Oh. And it's really oh. well done. It's oh. not like a Wayne's World production. Oh. Um, so I said, you know, Evan is already one episode deep. Oh, did he like it? I will get the review momentarily. Okay. Do you binge shows? Yes. You Regular shows, like not sports shows? Yeah, that's shows. why I don't watch shows very often, because I don't have the okay. time. Do you need one? Yeah, I'm here. The Tourist. Now, Mike's it's, not into the killing. No, 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 no. It's 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 on Netflix. Who's in this? It's a mystery. It's um, the lead actor is that Jamie Dornan guy or whatever. But that's not it. It's a okay. it's set in the Australian outback, but it's not. It's an American film. Okay, that's right. And a guy. It's got to be better than the new True oh, Detective. I, the funny Oof. thing oh, is, oh no, no, I gave up. Well, the second True Detective stunk too. I saw the, tourists do it, Rico. No, it was the other one you talked about. Was the li- li- lover. Killer stalker. Yes, yes, that's good. Ten minutes in, I realized I already seen that because I saw the Dateline on that. Because oh. I have a black. Oh, oh, what? Oh, do the tourist. I'm intrigued. Do, no, the, no. Tour- if, do the tourist. If you want an intriguing one, that it's called Lover Stalker, Killer Stalker. Yeah, give them the one you gave me. Sensational, Doctor Death, I believe it's called. Okay, we're out of here. Unbelievable. Yeah. Hey, TV. tomorrow Ripping, we kick riveting. off the playoff push for Kenny, the wings. Kenny tells me if I need to tonight. break out the flag. Rewatch that one, Michael. You need something to watch tonight. Ninety-seven-one. Oh, oh, David, cut his mic off. Okay, picture this, it's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com.